Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It's gay to beat it, baby. Make state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark to jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. Come talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. jump the live too all right good evening everybody this is your girl erica back with another episode of dope discussions with erica and i got my co-host my boy gator live on the line talk to him gator what is going on everybody in podcast world is me gator beater baby <laughs> we coming to y'all tonight. We got some we got some more dope discussions. We got some awesome topics for y'all. We're gonna open up with some um current events. I'm gonna I'm gonna get all in gator business and then I'll I guess I'll let him get in mind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I always tell people I'm an open book. You can get in my business, it's all right now. You might not like the business once you get in. Hey, <laughs> you are forewarned. <laughs> forewarned. All right. So let me uh let me get ready then. Uh oh. <laughs> so so talk to him, Gator. What what's new in your life? What what happened on this week? Your past week? Did you have any exciting events in your life, or was it just a boring humdrum week? that you're glad is over. Well, you know what? This week has actually not been that bad. Um, I'm starting to realize, though, that my weeks tend to be a little bit more boring than I want them to be, mm-hmm. uh, but not in a good way. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, you know how you you get in a routine and you're constantly in that same grind every day, every morning, you get up, you go to work, you you know, work your butt off and you, you get off and you're tired and you're like, oh, I got to do this. And then, mm-hmm. then you know, you got to go to sleep because you got to get right back up in the morning and do it again. That's exactly, do it all over again. that's exactly what my week has been. And I'm starting to realize the pattern with this. So apparently this is my week every week. So what I'm trying to do this week is, well, not this week, but this week coming up, is I'm trying to find like different things that I could do in the evening. Like one of the things I used to do a lot, I used to cook a whole lot. You know, Chef Gator in the building. 
<laughs> you know. Chef Gator, all right. He's just make up different, you know, recipes and everything and jump in the kitchen. And I hadn't been doing that as much. So one of the things that I've been trying to commit to this week is that I'm going to get in the kitchen and I'm going to actually cook some stuff, you know. Um, hopefully that'll work out. But <laughs> it depends. Because the, the other thing is that once you get tired and you get in that routine every day, you you tend to like, uh, I was going to do that, but I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm too tired. That sounds <laughs> like the life story of Erica. Because I, ha- I will leave the house with good intentions. Matter of fact, today. I left the house today. I went to the gym. I said, when I leave the gym, I'm because the there's a grocery store right next door to the gym. And so I always go in there and grab some stuff once I get out of the gym. I said, I'm going to go in there and get something to cook for Sunday dinner and you know, and um, it didn't work out. I, I changed my mind. I said, I'm, mm, I'm going to go stop and get them some chicken. <laughs> like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to go give me some some chicken. Mm-hmm. Give me some. You know I'm what? Like, why should I cook when everybody else and already cook? I can just go buy what they already cook. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But I, I'm, I'm so like last week I had Brussels sprouts and all that kind of stuff. You know, I've been trying to deal with my air fryer recipe. So, you know, I have my Brussels sprouts and everything ready to go and all my other stuff, and that stuff's still sitting in the fridge. <laughs> you know, I was like, dang, man, I was supposed to do my Brussels sprouts. Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about, and I'm going to do this, though. I'm going to invest in um, an air fryer and an um, Instant Pot. So I have both, and I can tell you I've had the Instant Pot probably for six months. I've used it once. Wow. <laughs> and that was to cook rice. Um, what? <laughs> the, I mean, um, get a rice cooker. <laughs> right. You know what? I, you know what? I believe in that. Because after I cooked that, that uh, rice in that Instant Pot, I'm like, this ain't no good for rice. I need a rice cooker. So guess <laughs> what else I got to go get? I got to go get a rice cooker now. But wow. the, the air fryer, I've actually used surprisingly a lot. I've tried all kinds of stuff in that air fryer. Um, like I said, the Brussels sprouts, I love doing the Brussels sprouts in there. They got a nice little crisp to them, and it comes okay. out like real nice. Um, the pork chops, I've done chicken in it. I've done um, like fish. I tried shrimp in it. The shrimp didn't turn out as well as I thought it would, but hmm. learn your lesson. Um, <laughs> I've done zucchini, other like different vegetables and stuff like that. In there, so I, I love it. I love it. Okay. It, it. It works really well. So I, I'll keep doing that. That's the one thing I will continue to use my air fryer. The problem is I need to use it more than once a week. And <laughs> that's the problem. I'm only using it one, if I use it once a week. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, I got to so, get back on it. So with those air fryers, they you still have to use a small amount of oil, right? It depends on what you're cooking. Um, so I with the with the chicken that I've done before, I I've been in a spot where I put it on there, you know, mm-hmm. to you know, to crisp the skin a little bit. The pork chops, I don't use it. Um the Brussels sprouts I use a little bit of oil, just a little bit, you know, just mm-hmm. enough to coat the outside, you know, to put it on you know, I put it in there with the seasoning. Um but uh the the when I did the fish in there, I didn't use any oil. 
Um, it just really depends on what you cook it and the texture that you want. The oil ain't gonna do nothing but kind of crisp whatever you put in there. You know, so it's 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 good for like like I say the Brussels sprouts. I use it a little bit on the zucchini and things like that to help. The zucchini has so much water in it though that you have to like do it in stages. You have to uh, put it in there for about ten minutes, empty the water out, put it back in. <laughs> you know, wow. um, but you know, with the oil, you don't have to use much at all. Now, if you use any oil, make sure you use olive oil because if you use any like. You, you, you can't just throw Crisco on that. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't think, I'm going to put a little vegetable oil on here and get it. No, nah, that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, olive oil is going to be better for you anyway because olive oil doesn't have that transfer of carbohydrates. Because a lot of times, that's what happens with a lot of people's foods. When they fry it, all they're doing is basically that oil, it, it for some reason, unlocks like a gateway for carbohydrates in the food. So the uh, uh, olive oil doesn't have that. So, you know, definitely want to use that. All right. That's what I do. <laughs> that's, I, that's, I, word from, that's word from Chef Gator right there. <laughs> Chef Gator, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm thinking, you know, because I always start out with, a, you know, excited about something. Yeah, because I'm thinking about I'm thinking back a couple of years where I was so excited to get um, this exercise bike to my house because it was like, I ain't going to have to get up and leave my house every day to go to the gym. I'm going to work out right here in my house and watch TV. Mm. That lasted for about three months. Uh. <laughs> then I started using the doggone bike for a clothing rack. Oh Lord! Don't tell me you wasn't like a Peloton girl. You wasn't trying to uh, get your your workout on and all that kind of stuff. At first, <laughs> Just at first, <laughs> <laughs> at first I was nailing it. Then all of a sudden, it just went to hell. <laughs> then it became my eyesore in my room. Like I need to get this thing out of here. Right, but you know what I, I've learned though with that. So one of the things that I've learned is if you're going to make a change like that, mm -hmm. like you're going to start working out or you're going to start doing that kind of stuff. You don't want to do it at home because it's too close to your bed. What you, <laughs> what you want to do is one of the things that I, because I, I, I was going to do that too. I was going to get like a little exercise bike because I figured, you know, I get to the house, I'll go ahead and, you know, just go ahead and ride. It's too much temptation because guess what? That, that bike is not too far from the bed. So that means when you walk into that room, you got a decision to make. You're going to either jump on this bike or you're going to jump in that bed. And guess which one wins the majority of the time? That bed. <laughs> exactly. Because you're more familiar with the bed. It's something that, you know what I'm saying? This this, this that new thing. No, you need to go get that old thing back. That's what the bed be telling you. Every time you jump in, that's what the bed be telling you. Come on, get this old thing back. You know? You know you tired. You know you you know your boss made you sick today. If you don't get in this bed, girl, let me hug you. That's exactly how mindset, it though, like when I'm really in the when I really get in the routine, it's hard for me to break out of the routine. But once I get out of the routine, it's hard for me to get back into it. it it's you know what? That's, that's my that's how true. I my thing is, I just, 
once I get, I'm a routine type of person. Like if I do the same thing every day at the same time, if I don't do it, I feel like I'm not doing something right. Right. So once I get into the routine, I could stay in the routine. But if I do, if I take one or two days off, then I'm, I'm all the way out of the routine. It's done. If you, if you take days and see that's, that in itself is a problem because Mm -hmm. We as people have that that tendency where you know we we good to go at first. We start off mm-hmm. real good, but then give it about a day or two. You know, I'm just that's why you see that's day. why you see the gyms be packed every January. Oh yeah, every January they be packed. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am one of those people who I now know for a fact. If you decide, because I hate when people do this, because I used to do it, and I do it till I, I still do it. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and pig out this weekend, cause on Monday <laughs> I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna lay it down on the line. I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna eat right. I'm gonna be on a strict. No, no, no. Yeah, it never works. So one of the things that I am learning. So I've lost what 30, 35 pounds in the last. Four months. That's awesome. Maybe. And, and it's still going down. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of it is just changing little stuff. See, a lot of times people try to get in there and shock their system. Oh, and yeah. That's the problem. So you got to, you, you, you can't, even in like in drug rehab, they don't take you off of heroin overnight. They just wean you slowly. They give you substitutes. They do all those right. type of things to kind of bring you down slowly. Because if you crash and hit the bottom, you're going to be reaching for that next needle. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The needle is a eclair. The needle is that fried chicken. That needle is all that other stuff. Yeah, medically, if you just take a drug addict and take take that drug away from them cold turkey, they can really go into shock. Like and and that's bad. That's bad. And, and and but I don't think that a lot of people take that into consideration though. That mm-hmm. you know they are basically putting themselves at risk and in danger just trying to um I guess trying to make themselves get in shape, make themselves feel better. You know, when I gave up smoking, I I had to do it. I weaned my nicotine down. Um, that's why, and this would be a topic for another day. As mm-hmm. far as like the vaporizers and stuff like that, I swear about them. I'm not gonna right. lie. I I stopped smoking dealing with those vaporizers. You know because right. I I sat there and weaned myself slowly but surely off of that nicotine. Like I started at 18 mils of nicotine on my on my little juice, my little vaporizer juice. And I weaned it down that next time I re-up two weeks later to 12. The next time I re-up, I weaned it down to eight. The next time I weaned it down to four. When I say, when I got down to zero nicotine, I didn't even have a craving to, to smoke the vaporizer half the time. You know? Awesome. I, 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 I literally lost it and gave it up. Well, I didn't lose it. Somebody stole it. But... I still gave up the smoking, and I didn't. I didn't miss it. Yeah. I, to this day, I don't miss it. I, I don't. You know, not at all. You know, uh, it looks cool sometimes. You know, in the slow motion mm-hmm. shots and all that kind of stuff. But I breathe better. I can taste my food better. All mm. that. You know. 
So yeah. I, I like it. I like it. So, but, but all it's all about weaning yourself off in moderation. I tell everybody, if you want to like lose weight, you want to get down on your, you know, any any change you want to make, do it. Like just take one step. That's all you got to do. Steps. Right. You know what? Today, instead of eating that big breakfast, I'm just going to eat a boiled egg. I'm going to eat the rest of my food I normally eat during the day, but I'm going to eat this little boiled egg for breakfast. Once you get mm. routine to eating that boiled egg for breakfast, then maybe at lunch, uh, I think I'm going to start working on doing salads for lunch. You know, and I'm going to do that. Then you just basically wean yourself and you train yourself into being able to, to handle that thing just a little bit by little bit. Next thing you know, you done made a life change and you don't even realize you done did it and how easy it was to do it, you know? Yeah, one thing at a time. I, I look back on a lot of the habits that that I did like one step at a time and it seemed like all of them had something some something that triggered me that and I could think back to them and I can tell you exactly everything that I don't eat or drink to this day I can tell you exactly what was the trigger that made me stop doing it mm-hmm. for instance like carbonated drinks cold drinks oh they're the worst i stopped drinking those <laughs> about five years ago and the crazy thing about it was i was watching um this tv show one one day you ever heard of that show um my 600 pound life yeah yeah <laughs> i was watching that show one day and one episode of the show where the girl the girl was trying to um you know, the doctor told her she had to lose a certain amount of weight for her to qualify for the surgery. Right. And um, she was on a diet or whatever. And he told her she had to cut out the um, carbonated drinks. And he said, because the carbonation in the drinks actually um, swell, get in your stomach and swell your stomach up and make your stomach larger so where you can eat more food. See when I when I saw that 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 just listening to that and hearing that right. I stopped drinking cold drinks just right. from that right. episode right and and never drink them again right it's like you know what I'm not even trying to like get on this no more yeah I'm like I don't want my stomach to swell up five times the size it really supposed to be so I'm stopping today <laughs> right exactly like what do I want what do I need to have that happen to me for nothing I don't need. <laughs> I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, your stomach going to blow up. Nah, that's all right. I don't need that type of energy in my life. I think I'm going to just go ahead and, and stay away from them sodas. You know? I mean, hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, like, I'm the same way when it comes to sodas. Like, I will drink them. I have my Diet Dr. Pepper right here, as a matter of fact, right now. However, <laughs> I, I don't drink them nearly, nearly as much as I used to. That used to be an everyday thing, especially when I was smoking. Back in the day when I used to smoke cigarettes, that was bad. Mm-hmm. That was real, real bad. Like, I used to be addicted to Dr. Pepper and, and cigarettes. Wow. So it was a scenario where I either had to have, I had to have both to go to sleep at night. I had to have what? a cigarette, and I had to have my Dr. Pepper. And if I didn't have them cigarettes, I couldn't sleep. If I didn't have that Dr. Pepper, I couldn't sleep. I had to have both of them. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I mean, but again, it's those habits, those little habits that you get, you know, and it's all it is is taking those little, little life changes, making those little bitty life changes, and that'll change your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, so the, uh, my week, I'm trying to think, what, what was my week like? Yeah, it was meh. Yeah, I did, I worked. And, um, oh, I, um, I got started on this new project that I got coming out. Um, I got an anthology coming out this year. It's going to be called In Spite of It All. And it's a compilation of women coming together, sharing stories, sort of like, um, Dear Young Woman. Right. It's it's more of a, it's a book for women of all ages, sharing, you know, a true life testimony of some kind of event, some, some kind of challenge or, um, tragedy that they overcame in their life, um, to share and want to share that story, you know, in the book. And, um, so we're working on the publisher is now working on the cover of the book. She's getting the chapters together from the ladies. And I actually started working on my own chapter. Um, actually just yesterday. Um, so, so, and so I sent that in for her to read it for me, edit it, tell me what I need to change to make it flow. And, um, so that's going to be coming out, um, for the summer of this year. So, so ladies and gentlemen in the podcast world, Eric is lying to y'all. She, she be like, oh, my life is so boring. Eric will be putting in work. She be doing things. She be, you heard what she just broke down? Yeah, you know, it's pretty boring. You know, same old humdrum. Oh, yeah, I'm working on an anthology and I'm putting together all these people. Like, well, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you weren't doing that. <laughs> That's well, just- I mean, I didn't, it doesn't feel like work, though. I mean, it's just. <sighs> When you're doing something that you love, right, right, it don't feel like work. I just, I've come, and this is something like it's weird because I've always wanted to like put words on paper and like make a, you know, become an author, but it was just never like something I said I would actually do. But um, once but, I connected with, ah, <laughs> I, I guess if you, but this that is one thing I can say. Like as a kid, I always had a love and a passion for reading because I was such an introverted um person that I would lock up in my room and I had a collection of um romance novels. And I would just get in that room and read and read and read. And those books were like my escape. Like when I was reading a book, I was actually in the story. Right. Like I could picture myself in the places, you know, how they describe certain places. I could actually picture myself there. And so when I would finish one book, I would start directly on the next book because it was such an escape for me. Um, And I've always had a love for reading and words and putting words together and um, telling stories. 
Yeah, I mean, I look, I completely, I feel you on that because I was kind of introverted too, uh, and I used to read a lot. You sit there and read all kinds of crap. I used to get into the romance novels too. Uh, I mean, I mean, well, I don't, I don't, you you consider uh, Penthouse or Hustler? Ah. I mean, I mean, it was. <laughs> I guess it was. It was intimacy. I mean, I'm going. There you are know articles. There are I cannot articles. do this. I'm not going to listen to this. In these books, okay? So, you know, reading house. They have editors. It is. Look at here. Look at here. You. <laughs> you know, it was. It was awesome. Ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, I used to read a lot of like. um science fiction believe it or not a lot of science fiction i'm, I'm big on storytelling as well yeah. um, i used to love um a lot of non-fiction because to me history and non-fiction stuff is actually more entertaining than a lot of the stuff that's out there that you would consider to be like fiction you know yeah. you, some stuff is just so good you can't make it up you know oh, um, and that's i that's, got engrossed i used to be engrossed in those um True crime books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, true crime. Um, what was the that was God, there was another I used to like I used to take my American history book home a lot of times and just read through mm-hmm. that and just see how gangster some of these people would be. And if you break <laughs> down into like late, you know, just everyday terms, a lot of stuff they was doing was just gangster as could be. You know, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. so, I mean, it's just they, they, they said it in, you know, who's thou and Fort Wits back then. That was the, <laughs> the terminology back then. I yeah. mean, Hamilton killed his, his, his enemy. He shot, well, he got shot by his enemy, straight up. You know what I'm saying? It was like a two-pocket biggie feud. You know? <laughs> they just went head-to-head. He, he, he took one, and this is politics. Don't you know politicians are the original gangsters? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Hell, how you think the Kennedys made their money? Shoot. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. It started <laughs> from there. But I'm, I'm, you know what? I am proud of you. I think I said it last time. I said it again. I'm proud of you because you be doing your thing. Like I said, everybody, she be lying. She be doing her thing. She is remarkable when it comes to putting things like that together. She is amazing when it comes to stuff like that. So I applaud you definitely. I feel like you know anything you touch right now is is blessed. So I, you know, I continue to encourage you. I continue to share that stuff out because you know I think the more that you're, you know, people are exposed to what you're doing, the more they'll embrace it. So, you know, kudos. Well, to you thank you. Thank you. I, I'll pay, I'll pay you later for, 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 the, for the endorsement. I, I slide the money under the table. Right, right. <laughs> we, we, we do a Bitcoin round. Yeah, we do a Bitcoin. <laughs> but y'all tonight, we're going to get into some, last week we gave y'all some ratchet news. This week yes. we're going to give y'all some entertainment news mm-hmm. um we got a couple of couple of topics we're gonna talk about um news stories um but first i don't think this is really like in the news but well facebook is the news so <laughs> right. if it's on facebook it's newsworthy 
So I just wanted to like give my two cents on all of the reviews and the comments and the opinions that I saw over the uh, over the weekend. Actually, um, I know all of y'all heard about the Tyler Perry movie, A Fall from Grace. Ooh. It's a Netflix movie. Did I? That he just recently released. <laughs> and um, I actually watched the movie myself. And and the thing about it is, I don't I didn't have an active Netflix subscription because when they canceled Luke Cage, I said, "Forget y'all." Oh God! Was, oh oh oh! Don't don't tell me you was in the Luke Cage. I was, and when oh. they canceled it, it was like, "Well, oh. what do I need Netflix so for?" Going after my own heart. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> But Netflix is cool. Like some, there's some, there's a lot of stuff on there that I do like. But once, once I watched everything I want to watch, and I'm just, you know, going back and forth. I'm like, I'm not gonna keep paying for this, and there's not nothing on here. So I had canceled my Netflix. But when I saw everybody saying that that movie was on there, I wanted to see it because I saw the trailer and I thought it looked interesting. So I, I got. So I watched the movie. Right, I and I liked it. You liked it. I mean, yeah, I, I I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the plot twist. I enjoy, and I was very impressed that he casted Felicia Rashad as a bad guy. You know, because the world oh, is a used to seeing her as wow. Claire Huxtable. You know, and she's in every movie she plays in. She's mostly, you know. A good person so to see her play an evil role that was that was cool for me i liked it That's but what i wanted to say about most of the negative comments that i saw from you know about the movie is mm-hmm. that everybody knows the type of material that tyler perry puts out <laughs> it's not your normal run-of-the-mill Hollywood movies that y'all are used to seeing. I'm not understanding why people are getting mad because when they watch a Tyler Perry movie, they aren't expecting it to be something different from the previous one. He has his own style of (laughs) movies and writing and uh, characterizations or whatever. So this was... Uh, a run-of-the-mill normal Tyler Perry movie. You're gonna see um, bad wigs. <laughs> Wait, so, so you gotta elaborate on this bad wigs thing, all right? So what I've heard is you got some S curl looking mugs in this video in this uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's normal for Tyler Perry. So what I'm not understanding why people are getting all mad and upset about the 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 wigs in the movie and all of that stuff when that's what Tyler Perry already always been known for. They're upset because they're putting their expectations on him. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah. still getting your money regardless because if you're watching it expecting to see something different and then you mad because it ain't nothing different, you still paid your money. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, he's so, not he's not lacking in y'all spending y'all money. If you if you spending your money to criticize it, he got paid. If you spending your money to praise it, he got paid. Right. So 
if you don't like the material that he's going to constantly continue to put out, I would suggest just don't watch his movies. Cause I mean, I, when I watch a Taylor Perry movie, I know what to expect. <laughs> you know exactly what to watch. You know, exactly. okay. So let me, let me, let me provide a slight counterpoint to it. And I think I understand why some people are upset. Right mm-hmm. I have, now, this is from somebody who has not seen the movie yet. This is somebody who's been mm-hmm. catching, you know, a lot of the, the the chatter on Facebook about this movie so far. So, yeah, what I'm hearing and the, and the consensus that I'm hearing, uh, besides people just trashing it, reading between the lines, it seems like the issue that people are having with it isn't necessarily the fact that it's a standard Tyler Perry movie. The issue that people are having with it is the fact that it's a standard Tyler Perry movie. A lot of people <laughs> mentioned the fact that they thought that when he got Tyler Perry Studios, that he was up in his game. He was going to come with some some exquisite production. The storyline was going to be some, some earth-shattering stuff. And now, that being said, that's not expectations that Tyler Perry put out there for anybody. That's people's expectations being generically raised on their own because they're thinking, oh, well, Tyler Perry is evolving. People were looking for that evolution in the Tyler Perry movie structure. Guess what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what he was doing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Tyler Perry movie fan. I am not. You know, I I, I sit there and I'll be like, this is the same thing. And and, and why, why we already got, you know what? I'm hoping that I'm light enough to be considered light-skinned because if I'm a dark-skinned brother, I ain't getting no love in a Tyler Perry movie theater. It ain't about to happen. You know? What? But yeah, you, you know them dark-skinned brothers is evil. He, no, he don't. He have a, he have a range of different colors. Name one. Name you said more. you're not even a Tyler Perry fan, so <laughs> have you seen every movie he made? You're right. making you know assumptions. You know what? <laughs> just, just, just name one, you know? And then it's always, oh, oh Lord, I can't take the, 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 the men. And then they be just unrealistic guys that come out of, out of somewhere, and they just the perfect guys. And you'd be like, bruh, why you got to be light-skinned and perfect? You can't be dark-skinned and perfect. You can't you be silly like, with oh, this. You silly. <laughs> you silly. But I want to go back to the point that you made about the people's expectations of saying that he got the studio and so they're expecting, you know, him to up the quality of the movies he's putting out. That's right. their problem. Right. That's what I said. He didn't People set don't, expectation out there. He yeah. Didn't. He shouldn't have, he don't, I mean, that, that's the, that's what most people tell you is that, uh, a lot of times you, you, um, you, you disappoint yourself, right. Putting expectations on other people. He never told y'all that that's what y'all was expecting, but you should have went in there expecting the same of what you've been seeing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, it fits into the narrative. You know, if you're looking for something outside of what Tyler Perry usually do, I hate to disappoint you, but guess what? Right. You're going to get exactly what Tyler Perry usually do. And if you're a Tyler right. Perry movie fan, you're going to love it. 
If you are not a Tyler Perry movie fan, this is going to do nothing to change your opinion. You can still not like Tyler Perry movies. You know? <laughs> and my, my thing my is, I'm, I'm mixed with Tyler Perry. Like, there's there's a handful of his movies I like. Most of them I don't. I I got really tired of the Medea movies, so I I stopped watching those yeah. all together. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. My favorite favorite Tyler Perry movie I would have to say is Why Did I Get Married? And um Why Did I Get Married too? I can still watch those, but most of his other movies, man, not so much. Right. But this one, I mean, I already knew what to expect from it, so I wouldn't like. Mm, it's I said it was a good movie for a Tyler right, Perry. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and people would just—I mean, people were just being so like mean and evil. I saw one dude; he wrote like a three-page letter <laughs> of what Tyler Perry ought to do. I'm like, dude, did you really type all these words? So, number one, Tyler Perry ain't studied about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He ain't studying about... No, I, I say he ain't studying. He ain't studying about you. Studying about you, bro. <laughs> I mean... And man, he, them people, he, when he typed all of that, I think he had about 300 comments. People was going in on him talking about how broke he was. <laughs> but you know what, though? At the same time, though, and here's the thing. At the same time, you you want to try to... I, I mean, I understand why people want to see that evolution. People do want to be... Tyler Perry fans. Here's this black man who is making history building an unprecedented studio, you know, in Atlanta, of all places. And, you know, they've got all of these feature films, all this feature film interest coming from this place and that place. And it's something where, you know, you want to embrace him. You want to be like, okay, this is, you know, I want to be proud of what's coming out of Tyler Perry Studios. And then the first mm-hmm. thing that come out of Tyler Perry Studios is something that is generic Tyler Perry stuff. And it makes you exactly. like infuriated because you sit there and you like, wait a minute, you got the bread now. Hire some better writers. Let's do something different. But again, if it ain't broke, don't you if if it's not broke, what's my incentive to fix it? Why I'm saying I- and why would I? I mean, that's that man money. I'm not feeling sitting here and tell him how to spend his money. And I will say, I'll, I'll say one more thing to that. So when Netflix signed that deal and Netflix said, we're going to bring you on, Tyler, and we want a movie from you. Netflix knows the doc, the, the, the filmography of Tyler Perry. Netflix knows mm-hmm. how a Tyler Perry movie looks. They know how right. a Tyler Perry movie is structured. So guess what right. Netflix expects when they sign that deal to Tyler Perry? They want right. a Tyler Perry movie, the exact type of movie that Tyler Perry is known for doing. So if they don't right. get that, if he decides, I want to experiment and I want to do some different shit, well, guess what? 
that may not be go along so right. well in Netflix's boardroom. They may be like, well, right. this ain't exactly what we was expecting. This ain't what we paid for, right. man. This, this ain't what you for. told us you could provide for us. Where's, we wanted one of your movies. Where's the hateful dark men? What is going on here? Oh, like, ain't no hateful dark men. no light-skinned heroes? Where's God? <laughs> you know, well, somebody get Shamar Moore on the line immediately. We got to wreck Actually, he had a movie called... Um, Daddy's little girls and Idris Elba exception. I was thinking about that. That is the only exception to the rule. No, it is not. It is not the only exception. There's 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 one other movie that I could think of where it was a it was a dark skinned guy. You know what I'm saying? But it was that. I aha gotcha. You can't think of it either. Because <laughs> I don't watch them uh, that much. That much. <laughs> but no, the Idris Elba movie was was an exception to that rule. I will say that. But that being said, there's always some evil conniving black man doing some evil conniving mess in every one of the movies. You know, with the exception of Daddy's Little Girl. So that movie painted the black man to be the hero in that movie. Mm -hmm. That's not a common thing for Tyler Perry movies. Not a lot. I don't see that at all. Not, not, unless you are Shamal Moore. That does not happen. Get out of here with that. (laughs) That does not happen. But anyway, on right. to our next topic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about uh our local Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, was recently in the news. Oh yeah. <laughs> Drew Brees. Uh, made quite a stir. Um, he upset a lot of people um, for the LSU game when um, number 45 came into town and Drew Brees took some pictures with him and posted it on social media. So he made a lot of his fans really upset and they said it wasn't going to be Drew Brees fans no more. They wasn't going to be Saints fans no more because they felt yeah. like Drew Brees yeah. was endorsing Trump and, you know, colluding with Trump. Um, so what you say about that gate of life? All right. So people got to understand a few things. Number one, Drew Brees is kind of the representative of the dang city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So when the president comes down, no matter what president, he did the same thing when Obama came down here. He was there right there in the press box taking smiling pictures. Hey, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be the representative of the city. So guess what? He's going to sit there and it don't matter how much he don't like it or whatever, he's going to sit there and, and fraternize, not you know, fraternize with the president because he's trying to be a good guy for a good representation of the city of New Orleans. He's, by default, the representative of the city. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as the quarterback of the city's team, he's also a very good face for the city to put out there to people. Hey, this is Drew Brees. 
good work ethic, you know, upstanding young conservative man, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's going to be a politician. If he ran for mayor of New Orleans, he's going to win. Tell you now. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's what it is. I think people are making too big of a deal out of it because we live in a culture right now. And, and my, it took my uncle to say this. And, you know, my uncle's a black man, you know, military. He's like, this is the president of the United States. I don't give a damn if I don't agree with none of his policies or whatever. He's the president of the United States. You know, he's my commander in chief. So, you know, it's an honor to be able to meet with the commander in chief, whether or not you like his policies or not. There were people who used to be upset. They didn't want to shake Clinton's hand because they didn't know where his hand had been. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, you know, there's there's people who were upset with different presidents during the time. But guess what? That's still the president of the United States. And whether or not we respect him. And, and I think social media has a lot to do with that because it used to be a period of time where, you know, hey, it's a, it's an honor to go to the White House, you know, to, to be around, you know, to, to be invited to the White House. If I like your policy or not, it's still an honor to meet the president of the United States. That being said, you can see why people might be upset about it, and it's because we have a president that's so polarizing right now. Um, people either love him or can't stand him. One of the two. I, I tend to be in that middle ground, to be honest. Like, you know, I look at policies. I don't look at red rhetoric. You know, I know I research my stuff. I research history, like I was telling you earlier. I research a lot of the stuff that's going on. There's a lot of decisions he made that I don't agree with. There's decisions that he's made that I do agree with. But at the same time, you can't be, you know, that polarizing without making people upset about the littlest thing. And I think that's what's happening in his scenario. Drew, I don't get mad at Drew for doing that because he was just doing what he's supposed to do as a representative of the city. What are you supposed to do? Man, I don't want to take no pictures with that nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's not going to do that because Drew's not that kind of person. He's not going to do that. He'll put on that face and be like, okay, whatever I got to do, I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know, I'm a representative of the city of New Orleans, and that's how I'm going to do things. You know, I mean, he's just one of those professional, upstanding people. So when people get mad at him for doing it, it's like, bro, don't get mad at Drew. You know, I mean, he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing. You know, it would have been, I mean, what if he's, because I'm going to tell you something right now. Drew is, but most of his the things that he believes in are more conservative values. Now, Trump is technically a Republican, but he's not a conservative. But I digress, and that's for my politics show. Here's the thing. <laughs> so Drew didn't do that to Obama because I don't agree with your policies. I'm still going to come in here and shake your hand. I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, why should he do that with, with this president? You know, think people making too big a deal out of it. People making it like, you know, oh, you if you if you sit in the same room with Donald Trump, you a traitor. No, he just being cordial because the president is visiting the city, and some people still value the office of president. That's all it is. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Some people value the office of president, but the president don't. No, the president doesn't. Don't get me wrong. No, don't get me wrong. You know what? I don't think that he does. I think he, well, I'll take that back. I don't think that it's not that he doesn't value the office. I think he is not presidential. And oh, here's, well, no, no, no. No, I'm just saying it like this. Here's the reason why we don't, that we, everything that he does is so, like, like exaggerated. 
he has a tendency to open his mouth way too much. He talks way too much. He gets on Twitter and shoots stuff way too much. That's the first thing. The great, the great thing about it is, uh, yeah, he opened his mouth way too much. We know exactly who he is and right. what he stands for. Right. And I'm sorry, like most people can't, most people who are not in politics cannot um, separate politics from they the person. They can't, you know. And I'm I'm one of those people, and I don't <laughs> want to be a person who can separate it because if you're a bad person in general, I don't care about the position that you hold. That position means nothing to me if you're a bad person and you're an abuser of that position. And that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I know Drew had to do what he had to do or whatever. I We really just speculating because we don't know if that was the reason why. We don't know if he might be a Trump supporter. We're all making assumptions. But the appearance of being a Trump supporter is going to turn people off. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. it's all about um, appearances. And so he made his appearance. Right. And, and, and um, and so everybody else has the right to feel however they want to feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he understood what the ramifications were going to be when he did what he did. So I'm sure he can handle it. Yeah. But, um, and and, and here's the thing. I don't think he thought it was going to be that big of a deal. I mean, so oh well, he's not that smart. If he thought that wasn't going to be, and the only reason I say that is because you know, if you are, you know, like I say, you're almost like the representative of the city. So let's say, you know, you are basically the first person people ask to come sit with in the press box or whatever, because it's all about publicity. It's all about the show, you know. I think, because Drew's done this a lot. This is something he does a lot. Whenever something happens in town or whatever, you know, because he was out there with LSU's team the day before. Um, like I said, when uh, they had, I think it was the it was the playoffs when Obama came down for uh, the thing in the Superdome. Every time they had something in the Superdome where there was a, you know, it was, it was the president. I know Biden came down one time. Drew was there in the press box with him. You know, this is something that they do. It's just something that, you know, they do to, you know, welcome these person to the city. Like I say, Drew's like a representative of the city. Hey, you know, hey, it's Drew Brees. Hi, guy. I'm Drew Brees. How are you? Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just what they do. I, know. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I understand why people be upset about it and be like, hey, you know what? It's a problem. I, I prefer to look at it and do it like LSU did it. You know, hey, we're going to take that invite to the Oval Office. Let's go to the Oval Office and get the get in the Oval Office. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's do it like that. But they were but but they they were interviewing some of the people. Um, Clyde Evans Hilaire was like, you know, it was still an honor to be there, you know, <laughs> in the White House, and because they're looking at the office, they're not looking at the person that's in the office. Right. The, you right. know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, there's gonna be another president one day. There's gonna be another one after them. Another one after them. Another one after them. But it's still gonna be the office of the president of the United States. So 
you know, you you even though you don't respect the person that's in there, a lot of people do respect the office of the president. Like, oh, it's an honor to be invited by the president. And don't think Donald Trump is inviting these people. This is something that's just a a a automatic thing. You know, it could right, be right. you know um, um, lickety clicks in the White House. You know, if you win the national championship, you automatically get an invite to the White House. It's just it's it's a rinse and repeat. Every year. So it wasn't like Trump personally reached out and invited him. It just came. So, yeah, I mean, but people people going to get mad about Drew. I'm not mad about it. I feel like if it would have been Teddy, he would have been the same thing. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's just, okay, I'm representing the city. I'm just going to go out here and I'm going to shake hands and uh, get this over with and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, I can't stand it. Now, we have the luxury of doing stuff like that. We have the luxury of being like, man, fuck that, man. I ain't about to do nothing. We had that luxury. But Drew and that- I wish I had the luxury <laughs> of, of getting uh, the opportunity to tell him, uh, dude, please get out of my face. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just like you know, you I I have a a a view on that where I'm kind of like, you know, I, I like I said, I don't agree with all the policies that that he has. He runs things like he runs real estate, and that's the problem. The stuff that he does that's effective in real estate, but as a politician, it doesn't rub people the right way. Half of the job of being a politician is making people feel good about what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Obama was was really good at that, like making people feel good about what he was doing. There were some policies that, you know, looking back on, it's like that probably wasn't a good idea. But, you know, he made people feel good about doing those things in the process of doing it. You felt good about this person being your president. You felt good about this person representing you to the world. Don't nobody feel good about Donald Trump representing them to the world? Not at all. (laughs) You know? when when they first announced that he won i was really in i was like man they finna come back and say april fools they lied (laughs) right so i really was in like disbelief for the first few weeks i was like they about to come back and say it was all a joke yeah i I wasn't I wasn't all that upset when he won because I was at one of those things where I looked at it and I was like, okay, you you picking okay, you got two evils. Which one are you gonna pick? Because I will never forgive Hillary Clinton for what she did to Obama back in the day. She was the one who brought up that the the Robert Ayer stuff and the Jeremiah Wright stuff and all that kind of stuff. It was her. That wasn't the, the Republican candidate. It was her in the preliminaries. She was the one who said that Obama was unfit to be a president. She was the one who went and pulled the race car and all that kind of stuff. But of course, you know, a couple of years later, oh, I need a job. So, yeah, you know, Obama's great, blah, 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 blah. When you said all that nasty craziness about him before, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't forget that. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it's it is other things. They talk about the Iran thing. One of Hillary's main agendas before getting in office was she wanted to, you know, she was like, the Iran deal was great. But, you know, we need to have stiffer penalties on Iran and we will have to have military action against Iran if I, you know, if I enter office. That's something that she said. So it's like, okay, we don't want to do that with Iran, but then they get mad at Trump for doing it. And it's like, 
okay, so which one do we, you know what I'm saying? Again, I digress because it's not the political show. But I'm, I'm just, I'm, never, <laughs> I'm like, I'm never going to respect anybody who has to win a, a, an election or any anything in life, any kind of competition, anything, if you have to be a low down, um, dirty mug, downplay, downgrade <laughs> your opponent in order right. to make yourself look better. Right. I look at that's that's a flaw in your character. Yeah, it is. You don't have to downplay your comp- your competitor. All you have to do is is promote yourself. Tell us what's good about you. Tell us what you can do. Let them worry about them and you worry about you. But when it, when you start mudslinging from one side to the other, I lose, I lose interest in everybody. Oh no, no. Donald Trump talks way too much about himself. So I'll take that one back. No, no, no. <laughs> he talks way too much about how great he is. I can tell you <laughs> since he has been in office, I have not I have not heard his voice once. I refuse to watch anything he's on. I refuse to hear his voice. I just I haven't heard him speak at all. I've only heard from you know third party what he has said, but for me to listen for myself, I haven't done it. I'm hey, not going to do it. Erica, you're not missing nothing. <laughs> I know I'm not, but I'm not. But here's the crazy part, though. So if if he did, if they took his Twitter away, it'd be a completely different thought process about what this person's presidency is doing. I think that's mm-hmm. that's the crazy part about social media is that nowadays it's not like um, you know 40, 50 years ago. Where we had a lot of presidents who were assholes, you know what I'm saying? I mean, John F. Kennedy was a womanizer. He was sleeping with this woman, that woman, all that kind of stuff. Marilyn Monroe, example, you know. They, like I say, the Kennedys came from a family of bootleggers. That's how they got their money. But we didn't know nothing about those things back then because social media wasn't there. The knowledge wasn't there for us to tap into. Lyndon B. Johnson used to walk around the White House showing people his dick all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Apparently he had a big Johnson, quote unquote. That's why they call it Johnson, by the way. Uh, and I, 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 I could say I, I would, I, I guess I'm just speculating and guessing, but I would, I would venture to say that even if we had social media back then when those presidents were in office, they probably still have more intelligence than to put all, <laughs> all of that on there. I don't know. Have you ever heard a little bit? And then I'm pretty sure <laughs> he has to have uh, um, an advisory staff who's telling him, "Don't do this," but he's doing it anyway. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what the advisory staff for him does. They sit there and cry and they sleep at night because they be like, <laughs> "Lord, what he to say? What's her name? Um, the, the, um, what's the name? Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders." She, when she quit, she had, looked like she had, like, oh, the biggest, like, weight taken off of her shoulders. Because she was his um, his White House spokeswoman, you know? Yeah. So it's like when, when, when she quit, she was like, look, I can't take this no more. 
I can't be the I can't be the face of all the BS that he be saying, bro. Let me get you know what I'm saying. Let me get out the let me get out the crosshairs, you know. And she just had this this, this you could tell the look on her face was just like ah, <laughs> you know, she was celebrating. I could breathe, you know. <laughs> I mean, but but you know what? Like I said, it's I'm not disagreeing with the fact that he's that he's an asshole. That's the thing. Um, you know, I think, but like I said, social media, I think, accentuates it even more. Because now, we don't have to hear a rumor about people being assholes. We can verify that people are assholes by the things that they say <laughs> on social media and different tweets and everything. I guarantee you, if Lyndon B. Johnson, because the way he used to talk, you gotta listen to some of his speeches. If you, <laughs> if, if he had social media back then, everybody would be like, this motherfucker a dick. <laughs> but that was not what it was, you know. So, I mean, like I said, to get back to topic, I, I I don't hate what Drew did, but I can understand why people are upset about it. I'll just warn people that this is what you do as a politician. Unfortunately, you know, if you're a and now we've got a very polarizing president, unfortunately. So we're going to have a lot of that back and forth and people have the battle lines drawn. It's like it's just about more polarizing as I've ever seen it in in Washington mm -hmm. right now. You know, it's it's severely polarizing. And I don't like Nan, uh, you know, <laughs> There's some people that I look at and I'm, when I see them on TV and I'm like, I, I, I should try to like you, but I don't, <laughs> you know, but I don't, you know, and it's because I, I know your policies. I've researched your policies. I've seen what you had to say. I'm not just looking at what you said yesterday on TV. I'm looking at, you know, 10 years ago when you was telling people that, you know, black moms in the hood need to be neutered. I'm talking about you, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I'm talking about those wow. types of things. So I'm just like, uh, you know, whatever. But much love to Drew. Do what you do. Just keep yourself out of trouble, and you'll be mayor in about five years. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, fuck Trump. <laughs> Drew should have got out. No, no, the, the, the story of that picture is did you see his son standing in the back like Anakin Skywalker? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I see people putting captions on that. Like, like I sense evil in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, from what I see, kids, kids do not like him. No, they don't. And I don't blame them. Look at him. Well, I wouldn't like him neither. <laughs> I wouldn't like him neither. That's a clear indicator right there. Kids know. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kids definitely know. They be like, nah, bro. That's all right. We good. We good. I'm not I'm not trying to be around you. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mm -hmm. around you. <laughs> he probably was saying, daddy, you, you know you were just talking about him right. last night. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, what did you do? That you called a stupid son of a bitch. Son, son, son. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Simmer, simmer. simmer. You know, kids, are, uh, kids <laughs> will bust you out quick. Right. When you say right, something behind exactly. closed doors and get out in public and try to say something different. Exactly. No, Dad, that ain't what you said yesterday. Right. Right. What's his son's name? Uh, he got he, his sons got awesome names too. Uh, <laughs> 
That's the one. I think it was. I can't remember which son it was, but he was the one standing mm-hmm. in the back, like he could have. He looked like he could have stared, stared a hole through Trump. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, hey, he wasn't the only one because uh, Ivanka didn't look like she was having that good a time either. So, <laughs> but she never do, you know. Before we get to the next topic, though, I want I want to people that's 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 actually watching this. I got this tea. Remember I told you I was making a tea, right? So mm-hmm. the tea is a ginger honey crystals tea. Uh, mm-hmm. It's made by Prince of Peace, right? Mm-hmm. It's both got ginger and honey and all that good stuff in it. So I tried it. This is the, mm-hmm. the label here. I tried it. And when I say this is the most disgusting stuff I have ever had in my entire life, like I sipped out of it. Look, I had a look on my face just now. I looked at it back on live just now. I was like, ew. <laughs> I don't like the taste of ginger at all. Uh, apparently, I don't either. Because <laughs> not this strong, at least. I eat it on my sushi. But um, whatever mm-hmm. this is, this tea is not the best. I will actually say that. I'm having a look. I have taken two sips of the tea since I've been here, and 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 it just ain't working. Mm-mm, no, I'm I'm actually afraid yeah. to drink the rest of it because I, I thought I was having. I felt like I was drinking a shot. I was like, God, leave my chest burning. What is this? <laughs> That's that ginger burning. It's the ginger. It really is. It's the ginger. And I'm like, okay, so I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to do it to make sure that my voice stays pristine and crystal clear, <laughs> and nice baritone for all of the listeners out there in podcast land. However, just know that I'm forcing this down because of all of y'all. Just saying that. <laughs> Man, you better go pull that at. Speaking of tea. Yes, yes. Man, let me tell y'all, listening audience, if you if you ever want to really uh, go into detox. Um, you gotta ease yourself into that. Oh no! I learned. Oh no, man! I learned that the hard way. Oh no! Remember last last week when I was telling you we I was sipping on that detox tea. You sure did. Who? <laughs> that detox tea. I mean, it really brought everything out. I mean. <laughs> I started getting pain in my lower back. Wait, what? I got a pain in my side. <laughs> I got a, a, a full-blown head cold. Whoa. So, I mean, whatever was in my liver or in my intestines that was just laying dormant. <laughs> it was waking up, started cleaning you all the way that out. He brought it all out in the open and just dumped it in my bloodstream. <laughs> it was like, look, just get I out. was just like, out. look at here. I'm trying to detox my body to get all the toxins out, and y'all trying to kill me. Right, like, what the hell? You know what? That's why I'm afraid of, like, that. I mean, I had some of that kombucha or whatever mm-hmm. um, last weekend, and I was like, okay, it, it, again, it had ginger in it. And I was like, oh, it's a detox thing? Okay, I'll drink it. And it was cool at first. I was like, okay, that's not bad. Eh, I ain't feel it to that, mm. that night. And I was like, mm. bruh, wait a minute. Somebody should have warned me. What am I doing here? You know what I'm You have to reevaluate your life. Because you're sitting there like, you know, was this a really good decision? Probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to learn mm-hmm. how to read the labels on this, you know? 
So are you going to keep doing the detox or you was just that one weekend you said, nah, I'm not going to do it no more? No, I wanted to continuously do it. But after my body shut down on me, I said, I'm going <laughs> to um, get this a break and I'm going to try it again. I'm going to, instead of, because I ordered the sample from the company and when they send you the sample, they give you the directions on how to use it and how often to use it. So right. they give you four um, four of the packs because you mix the packs in, in water. You can either warm it up and drink it hot or you can put it in a cold bottle of water and drink it like that. Um, and it, the instructions said take one satchel in the morning and one satchel in the evening. And that's what I was doing. But, oh, Jesus. So when I start back up, I'm just going to do once a day. Right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So it's one of those continual cleanses? Like you just do a cup a day or something like that? Well, it's it's a, um, it's a, it, you know, what this one said, do twice a day. Do two of them. Do one in the morning and one at night. That's too strong. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a yeah. That's a lot. How how are you gonna? What kind? That was it. So they trying to I'm clean not, you out for real. You, you about to get clean, clean. They about to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it was it was working good. Like it was cleaning me out because I've tried other cleansers like colon cleansers and stuff like that. But this was like to the tenth power. Especially like yeah. sending you to the bathroom. That's scary. I mean, it was immediate. Like once I took that first bottle of tea, maybe a few hours later, I was in the bathroom. Ugh. Um, whereas so it got you the other good then. the other colon cleansers that I've taken before, it like takes a whole day to kick in. So yeah, it was working good, but I was like, ooh. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I wouldn't do it no more. I should have consulted a doctor. Right. right. <laughs> Don't they say that though? Don't they say consult a doctor before starting any particular? Program. I never listen to that. Right. I ain't stood by no doctor. I, I, I am now though. <laughs> look, now you, now you, now you know, and no one is half the battle. That you, look when they clean you out to be clean, clean. You ain't got to worry mm-hmm. about. I can't. I can't see how they gonna make you do it two times a day though. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's what the instructions said. Mm-mm. Not I said the cat. You ain't about to have me. Because it's supposed to jump start. It's supposed to jump start your system to start losing weight, flushing out toxins, and losing belly fat and all that stuff. No, nah, what it's doing is it's making sure that you're in the bathroom so you can't go in there in the kitchen and get nothing to eat. That's what it's Shoot. doing. You gonna sit there right, and as soon as you put it in your system, it's coming right back out. Right, exactly. You're gonna be sitting there. Hugging the toilet, like no, <laughs> I don't want to eat nothing else, Lord. Lord, I won't eat another burrito to save my life. <laughs> Just let me walk. <laughs> let me walk in peace, Lord. Don't, don't have me the whole day, Lord. I promise, I ain't gonna do this. Is- but, <laughs> but Ooh. you know what though? It be like that though. That's why I always like if I get sick, I, I I'm the worst when I get sick. I I don't get sick. Knock on wood or whatever this is. I don't get sick like talking about. But when I do get sick, it's, mm. it's hell to tell the captain. <laughs> I'm, I am completely, it, it, it shuts me down. 
it shuts my body down. Like my body is like, you know what? I ain't playing this no more. Boom. And I'm done. You know, so yeah, I I, yeah. I feel you. So the, the the moral of the story is we need to stay away from these detox drinks. Whatever it is, I understand oh. y'all want to detox, y'all want to clean y'all selves out, y'all want to make sure that y'all getting all trim and fine for the spring and the summertime. That's cool. I got advice for you. Just go to the gym. No more detox. <laughs> all these things like that's say, not coming. Oh, there's a I reason. Say don't, don't jump, don't dive into the pool. Put right. one toe in there first. Right, exactly. Don't sit there and decide, oh, I'm gonna drink. Look, like I'm glad that you didn't pay attention to the instructions. Because if you would have drunk two of those things in a day, oh Lord, you might not have we may not be doing this. That's what I did. That is exactly what I did. Why? <laughs> That's what the instructions said. Why did you do it? No, but you know what? The instructions. I didn't know it was that strong. Well, you know what though? You 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 did what you were supposed to do though. I'm not gonna lie. You followed. That's what they told me to do. I said now when I do start it back up, I'm only doing once a day. But they told me to do it twice a day. (laughs) You know what though? See, that's 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 not a bad thing. You did follow the instructions. If it would have been me, I probably would have been like, oh, man, they say do two. I won't get three of them just to make a real good <laughs> That's now, when you go into the hospital. Ask me how I know this. I've done it before. And, <laughs> like, you know how they, they tell you they used to have these, like, these gallon jugs. And they'd be like, you know, drink 32 ounces in a day, blah, 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 blah. I decide, oh, I'm going to get real cleaned out. I'm going to drink this whole gallon of detox. Yeah. So after I was able to walk again, (laughs) after I was able to walk again, I said, I'm never going to do that again. Nope. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) All right. So let us get into the topic. We got two topics for y'all tonight. We're going to be talking about our first topic, can you be loyal to a friend while also being friends with someone that that friend does not like or does not trust? Can you be loyal to both friends and they can't stand each other? Wow. Our second topic we're going to be touching on if you met your current partner when they were in a relationship and they actually cheated on that partner to be with you and now y'all in a relationship, can you truly trust that person? Mm. Are you all, do you feel like they might do the same to you? Are you always, you know, double checking, you know, what they're doing and what they're saying? Cause you know how you got with them. Is it possible to truly trust that person? So those are two topics we're going to be talking about tonight. What's up, beautiful people? I hope you're enjoying this episode of Dope Discussions. And if you ever want to join us live and become a part of the show, you can tune in at 6.30 on Sundays. Every Sunday is at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We go live. We film this show live from my Facebook page. And you can follow me on Arthur Erica Warren. And you can get reminders of when we go live and when we tape the show. You can actually comment 
and we will make your comments a part of the live show and a part of this broadcast. Also, if you would like to support us in keeping our podcast going, you can make donations to our cash app, which is dollar sign dope discussions. So I just wanted to let you all know that. And I'm going to let you get back to the second half of the show. What's up, everybody? We are back. We're ready to get into the discussion. As I told you before, we're going to be talking about loyalty and friendship. Can you be loyal to one friend while having a friendship with another friend that that first friend does not like? They can't stand each other. They don't Mm. like each other. Mm. But you have a friendship with both of them. Mm. Can you stay neutral? And can you be loyal to each friend without, you know, overlapping the friendships? Mm-mm. Talk about it, George. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. Here, here's, here's, here's my thing. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not even going to look at it from the perspective of me personally. I'll look at it from the perspective of the friend that is being hated on by the other friend. So how can mm-hmm. I trust somebody that I know is friends with somebody I don't like? That mm-hmm. I know is, you know, they go out and they chill and they get drinks and they do all that kind of stuff. What if I'm the subject of, of discussion? Now, don't get me wrong. I may not be, but there's always that question that's going to be in my head. So to keep my sanity and to keep my peace, I choose not to do it. Because if I did, and let's say, for instance, you know, they came at me. I might not talk about them bad. But I don't like mm-hmm. that dude, so he probably gonna talk crazy shit about me. So guess what? I assume that therefore I can't be friends with you. You know, you gonna either be all the way with me, or you're not gonna be with me at all. Because I don't know what it is that you're doing. Now that sounds childish, and it sounds petty, you know, you know, petty. But just for my peace of mind, I wouldn't want to be friends with that person. So speaking at it from me being in the middle of it and having to choose between these two friends and trying to regulate, I don't think it's a healthy thing to put myself in the middle of that scenario because I'm going to have a friend who's always doubting anything that I'm doing because they don't like this person. Vice versa. I'm going to have a friend on that side who always doubting anything that I'm saying. I can't go out with my partner over here because this dude over here going to be like, man, what y'all was talking about? What y'all was doing? You know, it may sound small and petty at first, but then if something really does go down between them, guess who get caught in the middle of it? Me. So I would be like, you know what? I, I don't really mess with you like that, bro. I mean, I mean, but we good. We good. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that we good. But at the same time, you know, we, we can't rock like that. Me, I'll be the cut of both. Well, I can't say I'd be the cut of both of them. Off. I'm, I'm notorious at being able to juggle uh, friendships like that because I've, I've had it happen but in every instance that I've had that happen there's always been that 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 moment where I had to say okay I can't mess with one of them one of them I have to push away now which one is it gonna be and I always gonna have to put you you, you always have to do that you can't play both sides it depends on how bad the beef is if it's something where like I don't like that hoe because she I don't, she thinks she all that. That's different than, oh, we had a fight the, um, you know last week at the club, so who you going to be with? 
that's different, you know. So I guess it depends on the, the severity of the beef between those two. But personally, I mm-hmm. choose to keep myself out of it completely. Look, I might have to distance myself from both of y'all, you know. That's just how it is. Sometimes it got to be that way, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice little spiel, Gator. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was a nice little spiel. Oh, snap. Hold on. Let me, let me get this nasty-ass tea. What, now, what you about to say? <laughs> what you about to say? <laughs> Man, look. I'm going to be friends with whoever I want to be friends with. Yeah, true. If true. you are that insecure and worrying about if I'm talking about you to somebody else, then obviously you don't trust me as a friend. It, so it ain't got nothing to do with the third party. It's between me and you. You right. don't trust yeah. me yeah. because I'm not, if I'm friends with two people that don't really get along or don't like each other or whatever, um, I know how to separate the two. Like when I'm talking to friend A, friend B is not going to come up in the conversation because that ain't, if you don't like her, don't talk about her. Right. You shouldn't right. have nothing to say about her. And if you asking me anything about her, you trying to be petty or messy or whatever. And I ain't rocking with it. So if my thing is, if I'm friends with two people that don't like each other, and if you're trying to make me choose, then you're the friend I'm not going to be dealing with. Right, right, because right, right, right. You're not going to make me choose. If you want to be friends with me, me and you can be friends. But my friendship with her don't have nothing to do with you because we don't talk about you. You know, some people think they're more important than they are. Like, when we talking to each other, we talking about so many other things. You hardly, you never come up in the conversation. So that's your insecurity. That's your paranoia. And you can stay over there with that because um, I don't need a friend who got to question me constantly right, about, right, right. you know, what I'm saying behind their back. Um, and I mean, I, to me, yeah, like you said, it, it, it is petty. It's childish because like, I'm not going to make my friend. And I've had this, I've had this where in the past I've been friends with somebody. She was friends with somebody. So this was one of my instances. I was friends with this girl. We were like, we were roommates actually. The, the person she was friends with, she, she was friends with her before she met me. Um, I got no problem with y'all friendship, but you can't make me, be friends with her because, you know, some people feel like because me and you are friends, all of my friends are your friends by default. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. That don't, work, don't like work like that. that. You that know her. Like it don't work like that. No. You know her. You've known her for a long time. I don't know her. And when I'm around her, I don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's my individual experience with her. That has nothing to do with your friendship with her. You can be mm-hmm. friends with her and I'm not going to ever try to interfere with that, but don't try to bring her into my space. Right. When I don't feel comfortable with her. Right. You know, and that's like, 
there, there might be personal things about yourself that you share with her, but don't share my personal stuff with her because I don't know her like you know her. Right, right, right. And, and but see, and that's the thing though. That's why I say it's, I think it really, it really depends on the extent of the beef between them. Like if it's just like you know, I can't stand her. She just thinks she all that. That's different than oh, we was in a we was. We was boxing last weekend, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because then it's like, and I, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm not about to, like, stop being friends with nobody because of you. You know, I'll be mm-hmm. friends with whoever I want to be with. But mm-hmm. to keep myself, to keep my own sanity, I'm like, OK, I know how it goes when you beefing with somebody and you can't stand them. And, and, and you know what? It's not even that way so much with guys. With girls, it's like that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Guys, if a guy don't like a guy, usually it's because, you know what I'm saying, they done fought or they got something else going on. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, let me make sure I keep these two separate from each other. Let me make sure right. this person's over here and this person's over here. I don't even need to put that out there, you know? So, you know, I guess from my personal experience, that's what I've had to end up having to, you know, deal with. But... Yeah, I mean, you be friends with whoever you want to be friends with, but I, it, it never fails. It always comes to that point where it's like, yeah, me and uh, me and, and, and Jill going to the club tonight. Well, why you ain't go with me? Why you got to go with Jill tonight? You know, I don't like that. Don't, that don't that sound like a two-year-old? It does. It does. That's why I say it's so petty. That's why eventually one of them going to have to get pushed back. Now, if both of them are civilized adults and sit there and be like, well, I understand that, you know, you can have friends outside of my friendship, then that's fine. How many mm-hmm. people are like that, though? Uh, I, I mean, I <laughs> I guess I guess for me, and, and that's for anybody, yeah. the way you see things, you just automatically assume other people see things the way you do. Right. And that's why I, I, that's, I automatically assume other people think the way I think, but I've learned that they don't because this was years and years and years ago when I worked at, um, I worked at Walmart and I became friends, um, with the girl there. We worked together. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I've always had friendships with women who were older than me okay. um, because I get along better with, you know, older women or whatever. And um, older women and guys, I could always have better friendships with men and with older women than with girls my own age, because I always felt that jealousy and that competition and that two Right, right, thing. right, right. And so me and her became friends. She was maybe like six or seven years older than me. So I'm looking up to her like, you're you're older than me, so I'm pretty sure you're more mature than me. But I learned that wasn't true. Right. <laughs> right. Because um, the friend that I, I had a friend before I met her, and but me and her would do things together. Sometimes we would do things all together, but sometimes I would do certain things with one friend or certain things with just her. And this was the, during the time when we were going out to the clubs and stuff. And so 
this one particular time she found out that I went out with the other friend and didn't invite her. Mm. So when I came, when I came to work that morning, um, and, and, and we had the same routine every morning when we come to work, getting ready to get on our registers, everybody would speak to each other and we would stand around and talk for a minute until we had to actually get on our registers. So this particular morning I came in, spoke to everybody. She didn't say nothing. So I spoke mm. again. She ignored me. So then she made it her business to speak to everybody individually by their name and purposely leave my name out. <laughs> Being messy. Being messy. Right. So usually she'll say, hey, y'all. But this morning she was like, hey, such and such. Hey, such and such. Hey, such and such. And just clearly left my name out. <laughs> right, 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 right. And see, when you... Yeah. That's... See, and that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Some people, because you, your your assumption is, like you said, everybody thinks like you. I think like you do. I think like, okay, I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? I, I can have friends from multiple people. If, if, you're, if, you, if you're with somebody who don't like me, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm good with it. Just, you know, I'm chill. You know, I mean, I'm not going to talk bad on them. You're not going to talk bad on them to me. You know, whatever. I don't want to hear about it. You know, right? I'm not going to assume that you were talking about me behind my back unless I feel that you're acting different with me. Right, right. And most people give themselves away just by that. Right, exactly. And and that's and I felt like she had been saying something about me before Mm -hmm. I made it up there, and that's why she was acting like that, and she wouldn't even give me eye contact. And so that wasn't like, that wasn't her first time doing that to me, but that particular morning I was putting a stop to it. Right. And so since you want to be petty in front of everybody (laughs) and not speak to me, then I'm going to address you right here in front of everybody. And her name was, was Tanya, but we call her Tony. Mm. So I said, I said, Tony, I don't know what kind of games you playing, but I don't play them kind of games. I say, if you gonna, if you don't want to speak to me today, don't speak to me any day. I said, <laughs> I ain't never, I ain't did nothing to you. What, 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 what you talking about? I, I don't, don't, don't try to play. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know exactly what you just did, but you know what? You keep that same energy. Right. Don't speak to me. Right, exactly. Because I'm going to keep that energy with you. I'm not about to speak to you no more. If it's going to be like that. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you and I, both of us would be like, okay, we ain't worried about that other person. But but not everybody's like that. People getting their feelings. And like I say, it depends on the level of the beef they have with somebody. And to be honest, some people just petty enough to be like, I don't like the way she dressed. Why are you hanging with her? You're going to be just like her. And that's going to be, that's all it takes. That's, sometimes that's really all it takes. You know, especially people that you meet at the workplace. Because mm-hmm. those situations are so cliquish anyway. You know, right. that, I mean, you, you'll swear that everybody's job on the line, you know, by what they're doing day to day. And who they fraternize with outside of work. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so that's why I say I, I, a lot of times I'll just keep myself out of that situation. I will juggle those things. But a lot of times I'll be like, okay, I won't even let them know I'm hanging with this person. Or, I, you know, I might, you know, just be like, you know, hey, I'm about to go to the club. I'm about to chill by myself and be with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it really just is just to keep drama down because I don't need that type of energy either. You know, because if you bring energy mm-hmm. like that, like that drama, then you won't get that particular energy back. <laughs> exactly. That's just like, I mean, if you want to act like a kid, because that's how I treat my kids. If you want to show out in this store, I'm going to whoop you in this right. store. I'm not going to wait for you to get home. Store? Right. You know, hey, look, I can't, I can't, I can't agree anymore. But I mean, just to, just to put a cap on that. If you are ever in a situation with somebody and you feel like you have to change up who you are and be uncomfortable and let go of people that you don't want to let go of just to be around them, then they're the ones that need to be let go of. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who who avidly believe in like, like say for instance, um, you and I are friends and um somebody that you know i had a past friendship with them and they were telling you how i was a backstabber or i was uh you know two-faced there or i used to talk about them like a dog you know um from their experience from them telling you what their experience with me was that's going to make you prejudge me Right. And feel like, well, if she did it to her, she'll probably do it to me too. And that's what a lot of people do. We take other people's experience and we judge that person off of what someone else says, never getting to know that person ourselves. Right. I've been guilty of it. I'm pretty sure most everybody's been guilty of that before. Oh, yeah. But I've learned that there's always two sides to the story. And somewhere in the middle is the truth. Right. And I don't let other people's opinions shape how I, you know, interact with somebody because I'm going to get to know them for myself. Exactly. Exactly. And fill them out for myself. And and then I can see, you know, if what you're saying was the truth, like I'm just not going to cut off my opportunities of getting to know people strictly off of one person's opinion. Right. Right. And, and, and that's what it's really about. You know, that's why I was saying, if you feel uncomfortable, if somebody makes you uncomfortable, you know, in a scenario like that, you know, you know, you gotta let go of them. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I want my relationship to be with somebody to be my relationship with somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want my relationship with somebody to be based on somebody else's relationship with that person. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if you have feelings that interfere with that, then you got to go. You out the picture, boss. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I mean, nine times out of 10, if that person is that kind of person, it won't be just one person saying that. It. It's gonna be plenty of people saying the same yeah. thing. Again, yeah, you'll be that's like, true. 
Yeah. That's very true. You know, because usually, because the, the, the scenario that we put forth right now, it does happen, but usually it's not like an individual thing. Usually it's like a mm-hmm. group of people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't kick it with that girl. Yeah, me neither, girl. We don't kick it with her, but you might be friends with that person. You know, mm-hmm. but yo, the rest of your clique don't keep, you know, don't kick it with them like that. So that means you got to kick it with them solo dolo with just y'all, you know. So that means they might not get invited to the big, you know, friendly functions that everybody else get invited to. You know, we mm-hmm. might only go to drinks and stuff every once in a while. So, but yeah, usually people can see. But then that makes you wonder, though, if you have a group of people who see that person as being foul. And you don't see that person as being foul. Then you start wondering, why do they see that person as being foul? But I don't see that person as being foul. And these people are my friends, too. Mm-hmm. Is it something I'll feel? I, I, you can you can kind you of. Know? You can sometimes you can be friends with somebody and then you can meet their circle of friends and it tells you a whole lot more about them. Yeah. Yeah. Than you would have found out one-on-one. And that was my experience. Uh, um, Like the, the previous person I was talking about, we were roommates. And um, when I started meeting some of her friends, people she had been friends with for years previous to meeting me. Mm-hmm. And um, I started, learning things about them and I'm like well she been friends with them these many years I'm pretty sure she knows the things that they do so maybe she do it too right right and, and it started to come out right but don't that make you feel a little bit untrusting though like 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 hmm I wonder, you know, was I missing something all this time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just like, that's like if you're dating somebody and you, um, you're getting to know them and you, you know, you're, you're infatuated, you're all in love with them and you think they're the greatest person on earth. And then you start, um, meeting people who know them longer than you know them. Right. Or meeting their exes. Right, right. And you start hearing the same narrative. <laughs> and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. And that's why I'm so adamant about that now. Like when I am meeting and dating people, I I want to meet your friends, your family. Yeah. I want to see your coworkers. I want to hear what other people who've known you have to say about you yeah how, what kind of person you are how do you treat people in general yeah because um you can be anybody you can be anybody that you think i want you to be just one-on-one right you could be anybody you know what i'm saying you could be because and, and we talked about this before about people putting on that mask especially in dating when you first meet somebody it happens in friendships too but in dating, when somebody mm-hmm. first start dating somebody, they have that mask on. They send their representative out to you, and they be like, you know, this is the person I like. I like long walks in the park, knowing that you you, you don't like to walk up, <laughs> uh, uh, up the steps, much less a walk in the park. You know, <laughs> them like, walks in the park must be getting it. you good, because I remember you said this before. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, 
Because I've been about, hey, let's go on up your, your, your dating profile. You said you like long walks in the park. Um, I like long walks in the park every once in a while. They're like, well, <laughs> how, how long is every once in a while? Maybe next year. Oh, you know what? Mm. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that, you know, you're going to have those people, they're going to put that representative out, you know, in the beginning. And, you know, you if you start meeting people that they know, they can usually vouch for or verify that this person ain't the person that they plan, plan to be. That's why a lot of times if I don't meet, if I'm not invited to the family function in the first couple months, I'm a little, little weary, weary. You know, I'm like, okay, so, you know, is it, are you hiding me? Is it, <laughs> are you keeping your people from me? Or is it that, you know, yeah, I mean, what is it? Am, am I embarrassing? Or I, you know, I, I get that six months. I I ain't bringing nobody around in two months. You I know. give you six months. Yeah, but you know what? Six months ain't bad. If, six months is not and you bad. know six months is is really like the breaking point of when somebody really starts to get comfortable be, being themselves. Yeah, yeah. If somebody a good six months, they're not gonna be able to keep up. Uh, a fake persona for that long. Hey, you know what? We say that they gonna start letting <laughs> we stuff say that come out. We say that, but hey, they got some people who are some professional actors. They need to, you know oh, what? Yeah. Tyler Perry need to go hire them because they got some professional actors out there. Some light skins yeah. and from dark skins. And after six months, if uh. I, that's 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 my like turning point. Like at six months, when we need to start like meeting family and friends and stuff like that. And if right. if at that point you're not trying to move to that, then um I ain't trying to move no further either. Yeah, I think six months is actually a that's more than feasible time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like if you can't do that at six months, then we got a problem. We can't move forward anyway. You know, six months. I ain't, like, I'm not introducing nobody to my kids um, before that six month period of time. That's a good rule. Um, and my 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 uh, son's mom is like that. And you know, mm-hmm. she asked me, and we agreed. Hey, look, I'm like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not about to introduce anybody to my my son. You know, in less time than that, because she wants to make sure that they're gonna be around. And actually, the rule is mm-hmm. us. You know, you got to be about a year in. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if you could deal mm-hmm. with her crazy ass for a year, then maybe that'll that'll work. <laughs> you know, right? She vice versa. If you could deal with his crazy ass for a year, then I might let you meet our son. <laughs> you know, so I mean, but that's that's not bad. That's not bad. And like I say, six months is is very much feasible, especially if you have mm-hmm. kids, women. I, I hate when women bring this guy and that guy around their children. That to me is, you know, it's irresponsible. It breeds a sense of um, of temporary, um, just temporary companionship in your kids because then they're like, oh, well, this guy ain't going to be here long. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. you're expecting him to leave. You mm-hmm. know, so... I, I think I've been divorced. I've been divorced. Well, I've been separated from my ex husband since 2000 and, uh, 
2014. We've been officially divorced since what 2017, I think. Um, but my kids have not met anybody mm. since um I've been um uh, separated from my ex-husband. So that's five wait. 2014 so that's six years oh wow yeah that's a long time but i mean but but there's a reason for that though you know what i'm saying you want that mm-hmm. person that they meet to be that person the one that's go oh, that's 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 stepdaddy that's the one that's gonna be there you know right <laughs> so they yeah. have not they have not made it they have not made it past me yet to get to my kids so right 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 you know i mean shoot we got to work on that too, by the way, because you, you can't have people, you can't be going to go meet people and they don't show up. We got to, we got to do a screening process. Oh, <laughs> you know? uh, that's, that's material. <laughs> hey, so back when I was, back when I was working for Home Depot, um, I, my people there knew about my dating woes and all that kind of stuff. And they knew about, um, a lot of the things that were happening with me. This is uh, before I met my ex-wife and everything. So they had my, my nickname there was Omni. So they set up what's called the SOFO committee, which was the same Omni from Omni committee. And what it was was that they would screen the girls that I was with and make sure that they were, uh, you know, sane enough for me to date. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Who was doing uh, these was my coworkers. Like, okay, anytime, they was doing the screening for you? Yeah, anytime that I, I wanted to date somebody, they would mm-hmm. legitimately, like, we would all go out, and they would they would talk to her and all that kind of stuff. They didn't, of course, the girls didn't know that that's what was going on. They just yeah. thought I was inviting them out with my coworkers or whatever, but they would screen her and be like, hmm, I don't think she the one. No, nah, I don't think she. The only one they did approve was my ex-wife. And that didn't actually okay. turn out that well either. <laughs> but, but, you know, we may have to set that up for you. We may have to get a screening committee together to make sure that these guys pass the process. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the process, the first process, the first uh, step in passing the process is showing up. <laughs> well, well, yeah, see, that's the most important part. <laughs> they gotta actually come there and meet you if you're supposed to be met, you know. But that that's the first time that ever happened. But um, you know, probably probably years ago, I would have gotten real upset about it. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, if 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 he didn't show up, he didn't know what he was missing, and you know, he didn't need to be there. So it's just like, you know what, just go. There's a there's like a million reasons why he he could have not been who he really right he may have not he might have been the catfish right, and didn't exactly. want to get caught you know you thought <laughs> you thought you thought Denzel was showing up he came up looking like Denzel <laughs> right so whatever it was hey you know what he, I ain't mad like at him. you thought you was getting the LSU tiger he showed up looking like the Clemson tiger. oh my god i saw those memes and i was like that's really they mascot right you know everybody was like oh that's all a good fun no you know what he needed a gofundme set up because that's retarded how you go you know better than that your outfit looks horrible 
good he looked looked like he took a hit of meth and couldn't close his eyes <laughs> right <laughs> like, how your eyes so wide open right. how your how the skin on your outfit all wrinkled up and stuff like wait wait <laughs> what are you doing here what are we doing I thought they had. I thought they stole a picture off the internet and put that on there. I didn't know that was the real mascot. No, that was the real mascot. I was so, <laughs> look. I was so happy LSU won that game because all all Clemson is is fake LSU. Number one, LSU <laughs> is the original Death Valley. Uh, Clemson calls their football field Death Valley. Clemson yeah. fight song, if you get a chance, Google their fight song and tell me it don't sound just like LSU's fight song. It's just, wow. it's so similar. Even after mm-hmm. they score a touchdown, they do the same exact thing that LSU does. It's just so, and they bit, they intentionally bit off of what LSU was doing because they're an ACC school. Ain't nobody going to pay no attention to it. We all the way, <laughs> you know, nobody paying attention to all that kind of stuff. Well, now y'all both in the big time. So guess what? You exposed. <laughs> <laughs> what they call it? Um, plagiarism. Yep, straight up plagiarism, y'all. Even all the way down to the mascot. Although our mascot <laughs> don't look nearly as terrible. I mean, that dude looked bad. <laughs> yes, indeed. That was, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> All right, so we got one more topic to talk about, Gator. Yeah. So we're going we gonna to close it out tonight with the big boom. We're talking about if you met your partner when they were in a relationship, and they cheated on their partner to be with you, and then they left their partner to be in a mm. relationship with you. Mm. Can you truly trust that person? Mm. Can you truly trust them in the way that y'all started your relationship? And do you, you know, do you always have in the back of your head that they may do the same thing to you? Or, you know, I mean, is it possible to really trust that person? Who? You know that old saying, the way you get them is the way you're going to lose them. So there's so many different layers to that. So many mm-hmm. different layers. Because, you know, not every relationship is a, a scenario where people was just, oh, 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 let me let me rephrase that. Not every mm-hmm. cheating relationship is a relationship where people are just being ratchet. And just right. being cheaters just to be cheaters. There's 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 intricacies to those things. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. being said, I'm gonna make it a generalized statement based on the general, you know, issues that happen. You can't trust nobody that you know you sneaking around and all that kind of stuff with them. You can't trust them to not be sneaking around with somebody else later. Now, like I said, there's always exceptions to the rule. I have a friend of mine that has been married about, I think they are going on 20 years, with Mm -hmm. his his mistress. What happened, Mm -hmm. they, you know, him and the girl, and 
him and the girl, they shouldn't have been married in the first place. The his his ex. Right. They should they really shouldn't have been married in the first place. And she was a gold digger. She was all kinds of craziness. She just really wanted him because she knew he was gonna be an engineer. And she was doing all kind of crazy mess. And he ended up meeting this girl at work and they ended mm-hmm. up having a relationship and you know it just carried on and carried on. And next thing you know, they ended up messing around and he broke it off with his, you know, with his wife at the time to be with the mistress. Well, then they got mm-hmm. married. They've been together for 20 years, happy. And I mean, they got, I think, three kids now. Everything's like beautiful life. But it started mm-hmm. off with some ratchetness. That being said, right. that's the exception to the rule. You know, if you messing with somebody and you messing around on them and you know that they got a husband, you know they got a wife, you know what I'm saying? And you decide, oh, I'm going to go ahead and break this up. If you choose to break that up, just remember there's going to be another whore down the line mm. who's going to do the same thing that you just did to him or you just did to her. It's just a matter of time. Now, you know, karma is a B, as they say. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, that's, uh, I think on the podcast yesterday, we talked about. Uh, one of the people in the chat room was talking about me uh, being jealous and having trust issues, right? Yeah. The reason right. I have trust issues is because I've seen some stuff that make you not trust people. I've been, hmm. I remember one time that I dated this girl and she was married, right? Mm-hmm. But so what I would do is. How do you date a married person? Well, I know, right? So, <laughs> so, so why, how, how we Y'all do it? Messing around. Right, messing around. But how I would do it, or how we would do it, was that, you know, she would go over to her friend, to her grandmama's house, right? And mm-hmm. she would drop her car off at her grandmama's house. She would have mm-hmm. her friend drive her to my house. She would forward her grandmother's phone to her cell phone. So if he hmm. called, she would see, because uh, he used to ride around and make sure that, you know, she was at the house where she said she was going to be at. Oh, I'm at my grandmama's house. She called, he would call her grandmama phone. She would pick up. He knew he couldn't knock on her grandmama door at 12 o'clock at night. She'd be sitting over there with me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I have trust issues. Because, you know, I've seen craziness like that and been experienced. And that's why the other, the other thing is, you know, I always am sitting there like, okay, um, I don't, not, not okay, I'll take that back. I don't necessarily have trust issues. I have had trust issues in the past. I had to get to a point in my life where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be with somebody, then I need to make sure that I trust them. But I dang sure wasn't about to trust nobody who was cheating on their husband with me. You know, like where she, because we talked about it. Oh, I'm going to break it off of my husband. I'm going to be with you. I can't trust you. If you trust <laughs> me, then what you going to do with, you know? Yeah. What kind of intricacy you going to come up with next time? You know? Yeah, I can't do it. I, and I can't even do, like, years ago, I met this guy. I think, I think we met on Facebook. Cause I think he messaged me or something like that. We started communicating through the inbox. I didn't know he was married at first. And, um, 
I think I saw him out at a club one night and um we exchanged phone numbers. Still right. didn't know he was married um until we started getting into conversations and then he mentioned that he was married and he was like, you know, we going through we get we about to get a divorce. You know, I've been wanting to get out and this and that and the other. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let me know when you get out of it. Um, I'm not, you know, and he was like, you know, I'm really just looking for a friend to talk to. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I'm not your marriage counselor. I don't <laughs> want to hear this. Right. You know, the woman you ought to be talking to is the woman you married to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not cool for you to be talking to me about your marriage issues. You know, I wouldn't want my husband talking to another woman about what's going on in our household. Right. So I'm not going to do it. Right. So I told him, I said, you need to be talking to her, not me. And I cut off communication with him. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird because it was like he would always pop up and find me somehow. Like I blocked him <laughs> on Facebook. Say so you just pop up out of nowhere and find you. <laughs> yeah. I blocked him on Facebook. He made another page. He started um messaging me again. I blocked him again. Um and the, and the thing about it was, had he not been married, I would have definitely talked to him because he was my physical type and everything. Right. But just the fact that he was married turned me off. And um, it's like we would see each other out in, in the grocery store and he would always make it his point to try to talk to me and stuff like that. And it just made me feel creepy. Right. So fast forward, fast forward years and years later, I was, um, I had a profile on, um, POF, Plenty of Fish. Mm-hmm. And well. <laughs> he sent me, he sent me a message, but he looked different. You know, that many years later, he had lost, um, lost a lot of weight and everything. So he looked different. So we were um, communicating through uh, POF for for a little while. And then I took a closer look at his picture. And I was like, that's him. Wow. So he, he but, found you anyway. Yeah. So it must have been gone. I just, after I figured out who he was, I said, I'm going to play along with him for a little bit longer. And then I'm going to let him know that I know who he is. Now, he was fast forward, though. He was not married anymore. I was going to say, if he wasn't married. He wasn't married no more. He was. He had been divorced mm-hmm. and everything. So I knew he was no longer married. But to me, it was still, you were trying to talk to me when you were married. So I don't care that you're no longer married. I wouldn't date you because I know that you were trying to cheat on your wife when you was with her. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I know people change and all of that well, stuff. But that. To me, yeah, that's true. I was, it just, he had just put like a bad, 
tasting my mouth and I was like, mm, I wouldn't even date you if you wasn't married no more because you was trying to, I mean, you were practically like stalking me as a married man. Right. But okay. So, so what's to say if I was to get involved with you that you wouldn't be still doing that? Right. Well, well, okay. So, so to play devil's advocate here, of course. So, <laughs> so, you know, there are, I, okay. So just from my, my past experience, um, there in, there's usually a separation period uh, when you're mm-hmm. getting divorced and all that kind of stuff. Uh, my ex-wife and I, we had our separation period, half of the separation period, we were still in the same house. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I had a room in the back and she slept in the bedroom and, and it was because we couldn't get out that lease, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it was like, you know, as soon as the lease was up then we, you know, we moved into our separate, you know, apartments. Mm-hmm. But saying that to say that, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, you know, waited until I got out of the house to actually date. But there were moments where I was like, oh, well, you know, this this person looks interesting or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there was that temptation to be like, OK, well, I'm going to move now. That's a different situation than what you were describing. But, mm-hmm. you know. Then, you know, after I left the house, I realized that, you know, that's not the best situation to put a woman in because, you know, I don't want to necessarily be that that guy who they look at like, oh, he's still married. He's still living with his wife, girl. He blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's not that's not with me. And I don't want that, you know, type of opinion of me or that um, view of me to be out there. Maybe mm-hmm. in a situation where he learned from his mistake and he still was pursuing you because he found you really, really attractive. He was like, you know what? This is my type right here. She might be the one. And yeah, I made the mistake of chasing after her when I was married, but she's the one who made me realize I need to get this divorce done so I can go ahead and do this in the eyes of God, <laughs> you know, do this the right way. You should be able to see my facial expression right now. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Just playing devil's advocate here. I couldn't even get it out from all the way straight, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I understand, though. No, no, no. Be serious. Though. I understand how that could put, you know, that could leave that bad taste in your mouth. Like, I remember you tried to pursue me when you was married. So you're thinking later down the line, well, you know, he might do that to me later. You know? Yeah. He might be with somebody and try to do it. But, I mean, people do change. People do. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like I said, when I was with my ex, I thought about it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I didn't do it. But if you would have asked me then, I would have been like, I'm, I'm, I don't see that much wrong with it because technically we separated. You know, we trying to get divorced. We had already filed papers or we were already looking at filing papers. You had to wait that mandatory. Um, I think it was a, a six, it was six months at the time, if I'm not mistaken. You had to be mm-hmm. separated for six months. But like, you know, we were already separated to six months. But I think you had to be in a different domicile like uh, for a year or something like that. Some something crazy. I, I, I remember. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was that negative of a thing. You ask me that now, I have a different opinion of it. So maybe he (laughs) felt differently about it later. 
I'm trying to take up for the man is what I'm trying to do, Eric. I don't know. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. At least he had the, the... One thing about me is that I've become, <laughs> like, back in the day, I used to try to, um, like, work on myself and tell myself that I'm I'm not... Uh, I'm not forgiving enough and I don't um, give people, you know, the chance to show that they can change or whatever. And um, I've come to the realization that I'm not going to ever be able to like, be like that. And I'm comfortable <laughs> with it now because, you know, my motto is God forgives. I don't have to if I don't want to. Right. Right, exactly. Leave that to <laughs> like, God. Let God do go, it. Go to, go to God Let go for salvation. Man. Go to God for grace and mercy. You know exactly. I'm not even going to attempt to say that I have it like He got it. Right, right, right. But you know what though? You are looking out for your peace of mind. You're looking out for your own safety and sanity. So there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with you saying, you know what, I don't want to deal with this in a situation like that. I don't want to even take the chance. I knew what he was when I met him a few years ago. I don't want to take mm-hmm. the chance that he's changed, that he's found God, that he's realized that what he did was wrong. He's realized the error of his ways. No, I mean, you had every right to be like, you know what, once a dog, always a dog. And like you said, mm-hmm. you look for Jesus to sal- for salvation. You don't look to me. I ain't got to look at me. I ain't got to sit there and judge you. I, I love ain't that. Forgive um, you either. I love when um Rick Ross uh, named his album that God forgives. Not I don't. Right, exactly. I was like you, right, Rick? You tell him. Right, exactly. I mean, that's true. It's true. So, I mean, at the same time, you know, like I said, even though I was playing devil's advocate, being a little funny with it, at the same time, I completely agree with what you're saying. I don't think... And I don't forget stuff. There's actually a guy at my gym right now to this day. I don't speak to him because I don't like him because years ago... This was the situation. I was messing around with a friend of his, like a close friend. And he knew it. He knew that me and that guy were messing around. When we stopped messing around, he thought it was okay to inbox me and try to hit on me and ask me to go out. And I'm like, so... You know. No, no, we're going to disagree on this one. We're about to disagree on this one, Erica. Because I. No, you're not. Because I ain't finished yet. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not only did you know that me and your friend was messing around, you're a married man. Oh, well, that's different. We might not disagree on it. (laughs) In my. And so when he inboxed me, he asked me, could he take me out? Right. I said, oh, me, you, and your wife? <laughs> yeah. See, I thought we were agree for a second. But I, I, I see where you're coming from. If he was married. See, I don't play this whole thing. Like, usually with guys, if it's somebody that I feel like wasn't right for you anyway, and we we usually will talk to our friend be like, hey, man, you, you mind if I talk to Erica, man? I, you know, she cool people, man. I, I You know, I, I might want to take out. 
man, say, bro, go ahead and do it. Then I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. Now, the whole married part, that's a completely different monster. So, yeah, yeah. So, you were right. I agree with you. But Shut them down. But, like, <laughs> so, but t- I want to know, I want to know the mindset behind that. Take out the married part. What, what's the mindset behind, like, somebody that you really tight with, friends with, why would, I mean, somebody that I'm friends with that they dated and they dated a friend of mine before me, they're like, I don't even look at them like that. It's like, if you've ever dated my friend, I don't even look at you that way. It's like, that's just off limits to me. If you've ever dated one of my friends, especially a close friend. But to me, it's like, I was insulted because I was like, so you think that I'm the type of woman who would actually sleep with your friend and then sleep with you too? Yeah. So that's what I was taking it like. So you think I'm that type of person who would go from friend to friend? You know what, though? It may not be that way. Maybe they feel like... I mean, of course it was that way. You, you <laughs> were bold enough to ask me out. Of course you thought you might have had a chance. You asked me. True, 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 true. No, what I mean by that is I may not be a scenario where they're just like, oh, just trying to get in the draws or something like that. It might be a scenario where they like, hey, man, that was a real good girl, bro. And I know you a dog ass dude. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how to treat that little chick, man. But I'll get with her. Man, why'd you friends with them then? You know, I mean, because that, see, dudes, see, that don't make see, no dudes, sense. Dudes do all kinds. You a dog? You a dog? And I know you dog women oh, out. You so I'm gonna take the leftovers of <laughs> what you didn't, what you didn't dog out, and see if I can put her back together and make her a good woman for me. You know what? Maybe she was a good woman for him too, but he was too dog to recognize that she was a good woman. See, dudes, I'm okay, so I won't be the first to admit that that Negroes can be dumb as hell sometimes. You know, we we'll sit around and I've 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 got friends of mine who have treated women so bad, and you sit there, you be like, bro, why are you treating her like that, dog? You need to get man, say, bro, she tripping, bro, blah 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 blah. But you know that that chick is a good woman. I've had to check some of my friends before. Be like, man, you know that girl good, bro. What you doing, bro? You going to move around and lose her if you keep on messing around doing the stuff that you're doing. Man, I ain't studied yep. about that, bro. You're going to mess around and lose her, and then I'm going to scoop her up. Hey, look. So. Come on, man. Where is the bro code? I'm not saying that I have done this. I've, I've actually had the opportunity to do this before, but I have not done it. But I will say but you're, you're saying that you're <laughs> not above it. No, no, no. I'm well, you know what? I am above it. I'm just saying, like play a devil's advocate. I know that there are scenarios where there are some great women out there. Wait a minute. This is the sub this is the text to a Tyler Perry movie. They do this at yeah. Tyler Perry movies all the time. <laughs> they do it all the time. The woman be sitting there and she with this horrible husband and he be treating her so bad and his gardener come in and his or his friend or whatever. Man, you shouldn't treat that woman like that. Negro, who is you? And then next thing you know, he come in and scoop her up. Usually a nice skinned nigga at the end of the day. 
please tell me which movie this was. <laughs> this was um, you know what? This was probably um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. That man didn't even know her husband. Oh, you know what? That's true. He didn't know. He didn't know. But don't it sound like a Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know. <laughs> no, no, but, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate. It's not something that I would do. But I'm just saying, I, I, I have a tendency to look at things in a scenario where anything's possible. You know, you can find the the person for you, like the like the scenario I told you about earlier, where I have a friend of mine who's been with his, the woman that he cheated on his wife with. He's been with her for twenty some years. They're married. They got kids. They have a beautiful life together. I'm talking mm-hmm. about anomalies right now, maybe, but I am talking about possibilities. Even though it's you know an anomaly, it's still a possibility. Sometimes, as a man, I've seen women who are way too good for my friends, and I've told. I had a friend of mine, his mama told him, you know, that woman is too good for you. She putting up, mm. girl, girl, you probably need to leave him. I ain't gonna lie. My son is not the one for you. Oh, all, all of my, uh, <laughs> uh, my ex-husband's mother told me that. Right. And, um, <laughs> my youngest son's mother, she told me that, you know, my son is not good enough for you. Um, but to go back to the topic that we were talking about, um, I actually can vouch personally experience that I had two of my major relationships begin that way where they were with somebody, they cheated on them with me. Then we were in a relationship and they did the exact same thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And and, I'll, and I mean, looking back on it now, I mean, what was I expecting? Right. Right. And that's what I was saying before, you know, I'm, I'm speaking and I, and I, and I joke and I push stuff and like, you know, I want to touch on those outliers and those anomalies and things like that. But at the same time, you kind of get what you pay for and you get that, that karma mm-hmm. comes back around and karma don't play with you when it does come back around, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I ain't gonna lie. I was I was nervous about dating anybody, and that's why when, when uh, in the chat room yesterday when they were talking about oh yeah, Gator got trust issues because Jackie know me, she knows a few of my exes. It wasn't even trust issues with the person that I was with. It was more like, look, I done, I'm a good dude, but I know I done did some foul shit, and I'm just scared that something might come back to get me later down the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, like I done made my peace with God on stuff like that, and I'm kind of like, okay. Well, I'm not even concerned with that anymore. You know, I mean, I, I know I know I'm a good guy. I know what I got to offer. I know those things now. But at the same time, you know, I got a right to have trust issues. When you see some of the stuff that I've seen, it's like, man, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't trust nobody. But you can't do that in relationships because if you do that in a relationship, you're never going to find a fruitful and fulfilling relationship at the end of the day. You know, Mm, that's why my motto now is like, not only I don't, I don't only want to know. Well, obviously you want to know that the person you're talking to is single, but for me, it's more important. I want to know how long have you been single? 
Yeah. Um, because you can meet somebody who's been single for two weeks. Yeah. That don't count. You just said that don't count. <laughs> you know, most people are subject to go back and forth with the ex a certain number of times before they um before they break it off totally. And I'm not gonna um be in, in that gray area with people, but um Hey, I can. I'm done. I'm done. I know for me, my mindset. I can see how someone in maybe like to early twenties to late twenties, um, when you find yourself in that situation, because when you like for me, when you're looking for love and you want it so much and you want that validation, and the man that you're you know talking to. They're telling you all of the things that you want to hear. They're telling you how they're, you know, they're so miserable in that relationship. And they've been looking for a woman just like you to come along and make them want to change. Oh, you eat that stuff up. Oh, me and her, we don't even sleep together no more. I sleep on the sofa. She sleep in the bed. You know, all we do is argue. That's all the stuff they tell you to set you up because they know for one, women are the natural nurturers. They want to make mm-hmm. sure um, that they take care of you and make it all better. And I'm going to show you that um, I'm not going to be like her. And um, so in both of those instances, that's what the situation was. They buttered me up and they made me think I was their savior and I was saving them from a terrible relationship hey, when that wasn't the case. Yeah. No, 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 no. That being said, I've been that guy who's done that, though. Well, not done that, but I've been that guy who's been the one, oh, yeah, I'll sleep on the couch. You know what I'm saying? I just, I've been mm-hmm. that person before, but now, like, like, like I said, don't get me wrong, I wasn't pursuing a relationship at the time. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know, those things can be actual factual. The problem with that is that the majority of the guys who actually are going through that aren't necessarily out there looking for other relationships. The guys who are, right. you know, looking for other relationships and they're saying that, you know, uh, I mean, oh, those, are, those are the guys who are saying those types of things to people. You know, oh, well, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping on the couch. I'm doing that because they try to, like you said, they try to, they looking for that savior, not even a savior. Sometimes they just horny and they just want to screw, you know, or sometimes they just, uh, guys, guys can be ridiculous sometimes, you know, as far as like their reasoning behind why they do the things they do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it could be. I'm looking for my next victim. I'm looking for the next person I got to move in with because I'm going to have to move out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it could very well be that, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know what? I just, I just want somebody to screw. I don't have nobody to screw. And you know, I'm glad you said that because ladies, please listen to me. This is something I learned the hard way as well. Don't you never get with a man who has never, ever lived on his own. Like he's always been from woman to woman. 
um does that that was, exist that was one of my downfalls like like you went straight from your mother's house living with a woman you left that woman and left and moved in with another woman you mm. left that woman and moved in with another woman it's always a they always have an exit strategy right right for from for the relationship they're in mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm I'm a co-sign on that one. I'm a co-sign on that one because to be honest, you want to be with a man who's able to be self-sufficient no matter how um how hard it is for him to be that way. At least he can be. You know, I remember right. I first and that just out. shows you that he can actually be head of the household and be in a leadership role in your house because if he's always had to depend on the assistance of a woman, he ain't gonna be able to lead in your household. Right, right. I mean, because uh, when I was when I first moved out of my mom's house, I, I'll never forget. I was sitting there. Uh, there were times when like I wasn't able to pay the rent. I had lost my job, all that kind of stuff, and I'm sitting there. I'm literally breaking into the. Uh, into the breaker box, turn my lights back on. When they turn my lights off, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, like literally running cables, trying to get my lights back on and all that kind of stuff. But my mom mm-hmm. would be like, man, why don't you just move back in with me? No, mom, I got this. I used to be up at one o'clock in the morning, walking all the way down to labor ready. You know what I'm saying? It was like a three mile walk from where mm-hmm. I stayed. I would walk down there at one o'clock in the morning to jump on the back of a trash truck just to make sure that I had enough money to at least pay the rent. And if I couldn't pay my light bill, at least I could pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but I was hustling, right. constantly hustling, trying to make sure that I kept my place and kept. I never, I, I prided myself on that. I never had to move back in with my mom. Never. You know, I, I had all kinds of craziness went down, but I was gonna make sure I had. If I had to hustle, no matter what I had to do, I'm gonna make sure that we gonna get. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get my my house gonna be straight. You know, and that's that's just how it was. I was gonna stay by myself. I didn't have to depend on nobody else. I was going to do it on my own, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and there are a lot of guys and I know a few, I know a lot actually who, you know, are, you know, really dependent on that significant other quote unquote, they really mm-hmm. depended on that woman to, to be there to be the backbone in the scenario where, you know, okay, well, and, and it's not, okay. Let me, let me, let me break that. Down. I don't have, like they don't most of everything that they have access to or benefits of right is because of the woman they're with like they their cars in her name their insurance is in her name and right. it's like i mean if if you wasn't with that woman would you be able to stand alone and do all this mm-hmm. on your own like would you right. be able to run a household without the assistance of a woman. That's what I want to see in a man. Like, have you, have you been taking care of yourself running your own household? Not that I need you to come take care of mine. I just need to know that you could take care of yours. You could actually do in your own place. Yeah. I mean, and that's true. I mean, so, and then I would say, I'm not saying that you don't fall because I've done it a few times. Hell, when I, when I moved up here to Atlanta, I, you know, I was working with Home Depot and, you know, it was a scenario where, you know, they did a big layoff and all of a sudden I didn't have, I had to get out there and do Uber all the time. I had to hustle, but guess what? I was going to hustle. You know, I was going to keep my place, you know, I mean, better days are now, but 
you know, sometimes you got to make sure that your, your man is going to be able to get out there and hustle to make sure that he has what he needs, you know, and make sure that he can, you know, provide in that scenario. Um, if he can't provide for himself, then he can't really provide for you. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Now, when I, when I say that, ladies, I ain't talking about, oh, you need to find somebody who balling and he doing that, that, that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he able to keep a roof over his head, he able to keep his lights on. He may not have a penny left to his name after that, but he able to make sure he got, you know what I'm saying, he can even right. put his essentials together. So, I mean, sometimes women will get confused. A lot of women, they be like, but well, he ain't got enough money to do this, he ain't got enough money to do that. But at the same time, you know, he taking care of his house, he able to, you know what I'm saying, he able to live, he able to eat, he able to function. Sometimes you go through a bad time, you know, but you able to, to, to right. provide. Just, you able just to show that. that he's responsible. Right. Does, yeah. Does he know when his bills are due every month? Does he pay them every month? Does right. he pay them on time every month? Um, does he keep his household just running smoothly? Um, you know, it's like you you should be able to come in like like the Bible said, the woman's supposed to be the help meet. Right. Not the <laughs> she's not supposed to be the leader of the thing. She's supposed to be coming in and help you with whatever you already got going on. Exactly. And and and, and Oh yeah, and by the way, women don't come in there and start talking about you gonna lead either. So <laughs> Do what know? now? Uh, so if a man decides, if a man's trying to get his house together, you know, and he's 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 providing for himself, he has his stuff together, he may not have riches, he may not be, you know, balling, you know. Don't think that if you come in there and you contribute a little bit of something that you're gonna all of a sudden be running things. <laughs> you know, either. We're not talking about that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we're not talking about that part. You know, because I've I've seen that happen recently, where mm-hmm. you know it's it's like you know guys, you know he he barely making this thing go, but because the woman and we had this conversation last week, because a woman actually makes more than the guy, all of a sudden she feels like he can come in his household and run things. Uh uh-uh. uh I'm not. That's not even. I don't, for a woman who really wants, I don't know, a man, I'm, um, you shouldn't even have the desire. You shouldn't. No. Like, <laughs> if, 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 a, if a man lets me come in there and just run his stuff, that's not the man I'm looking for. Right, 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 right. And that, and that, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is there's there's a lot of women who will do that though. They feel like okay, well I can just come in here and kick my feet up and you know I can run this thing. And that's not that's not right. not a good thing. That's not a good thing at all. Yes, no. I mean, if that's the case, you should have um, just let him come into your house, <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and you just, you know, tell him that fit in, get in here and fit in where you fit in it. I mean, if you're going to go to his house and then just take over, you right. may as well let him move in with you. Right, right, right. You know, I ain't going to lie. The rent is too damn high up here in Atlanta. So, it, <laughs> it's, look, they got a lot of rent-forced partnerships up here in Atlanta. I'll tell you oh, that much. That, <laughs> right yeah. Now. It, that, it you wouldn't believe 
the amount of rent force partnerships <laughs> in Atlanta. Yeah, that's got to be a miserable way to live. Like, you know, you thinking to yourself every morning, if I if I could pay this rent by myself, I wouldn't even be with this. Right, <laughs> right. But you know what? It's in, um, I, I read this study where they were talking about that. They were like, you know, in certain parts of Atlanta, it is feasibly impossible for someone uh, to do it by themselves, to pay rent by themselves and do all that kind of stuff. To be honest, after being here for for almost eight years now, I can see why they would say that. <laughs> you know, there are parts of Atlanta where you go up there and you're like, no, nah, I can't stay there. I couldn't do that by myself. <laughs> and, but of course, the places where you can do it by yourself is like in the hood somewhere. Where it's Probably like, with you know, somewhere you don't really want to pay. Right. You don't look, I don't want to pay rent. In the hood. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I got to walk in. Look, this is not a safe place for me to be. But, you know, <laughs> but, but I said that to say this there's a lot of men in Atlanta who do exactly what you were talking about, where they had, they, they kind of latch on to, to mm-hmm. women and they use that as more of a, okay, well, I'm going to latch on to you and, you know, I could pay a few little bills here and there, but, you know, really I'm just here with you because I can't afford to pay the rent in my space by myself. <laughs> right. Right. There's a lot of that up here, a whole lot of it. Ooh. That's sad. Well, I'm gonna really stay my sad. behind right over here, in Louisiana. Right, right there, in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, look, yes. right there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, g- this was another dope discussions with your girl Erica and Gator Live. I hope y'all enjoyed the conversation. I hope you got a lot of. Um, entertainment and some value and some new insights that you didn't think about. Um, We'll be back next week at this same time, giving y'all more live. What am I saying? More dope discussion. (laughs) I'm sleeping. I need sleep. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I told you what you got to start doing. You got to start getting tequila shots. They, they, they work. Oh no, 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 no. See, <laughs> I'm I'm at a point in my life where alcohol is not my friend. You know what? I'm I am, you know, I like I said I was doing the rum today. The rum's not that bad. Uh DJ is like, oh my god, I can't do it. But the rum the rum works, you know. The the thing that's been killing me tonight is this tea. I I I've tried <laughs> I, Erica, I swear I've tried. I couldn't even get through a whole like half a cup of this stuff. Like it burns worse than the rum does. Like <laughs> sitting here, I've been so tempted to like pour the rum in there to be like, okay, this will this help? Will this help? But like I say, I don't oh, man, take you the sanctity of the rum. Yeah, I don't want to take the sanctity of the rum. I, I <laughs> you know, in there. You know, so I mean, I, I again, I love being on the show. It is a pleasure being here. You know, you are a wonderful host, and I am proud to be a co-host on this show. That is great. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're gonna we're gonna have some more awesome content for y'all next week. Um, 
And uh, I'm trying to think of, um, oh, Gator, give them your, give them your social media, um, give them your other podcasts, give them every way they can get in contact with you. You got Instagram too? So, so my Instagram right now is under construction, but it is Gator Live underscore SCO. Um, that's going to be changing in a little bit. It's going to be some, some other stuff on there. It's probably going to be Gator Live underscore down five. Um, you can tune in to the Down Five podcast now available on Spotify, and of course, you can search us at, on Anchor anytime you'd like to. Uh, you can also catch us on Instagram. Uh, Down Five Live is the at that you would need, and we're gonna be working on the group page for Facebook. Um, hopefully, we'll have that up by the end of the week, so that'll be exciting. You know, I just gotta make sure that I can get enough energy drinks in me and enough death wish coffee to get all that stuff done. So you know, <laughs> tune in to down five. We'd have, we have fun guys. We'd like to get on there. And you know, like yesterday we almost started like a ballroom brawl. You know, we, me and DJ almost had to duck for cover because we started getting attacked from the chat room from this place. We thought people was going to start knocking on our door. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, guys, we, we 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 definitely would love to have you guys over there. And so keep listening All to right. this show, especially. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to close it out with y'all tonight. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Dope Discussions with Erica. You can follow me on Instagram. That's eclass100. That's E underscore class and the number 100. You can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, just search for Erica Warren. Um, you can also follow my author's page, and that is author Erica Warren. Just that simple. Type that in and follow me. I'm always um, uploading some great content there. Um, you can also um, listen to my other podcast. It's called the Sister, the Code of Sisterhood podcast. That's where I upload a lot of positive content for women, inspirational you know, we have a lot of good girl talk. Um, we talk about all types of issues that women um, go t- go through uh, relevant content over there. You want some inspirational stuff. I'm going to be uploading a new episode over there tomorrow, along with the new episode that you're hearing here right now. So I thank y'all so much for tuning in. Until next time. See ya later. <laughs> Gator. Yes, ma'am.